So, Harry, mm-hmm. what is the most physically impressive thing that you are capable of doing? Okay. Uh, I can put my ankles behind my head. Really? Yeah. I find that hard to believe, to well, be honest. I can show you. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here I go. Oh, wow. Now do it the other way. Okay. And there you go. Okay, great. That's a very impressive. I'll uh, just call the ambulance. See, I can do everything. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's broken yet. <laughs> Is that anything? I don't know. I'll do. <laughs> don't know why I actually did stuff with my body. <laughs> I thought you were going to actually attempt it for a second. <laughs> Some films are fine, just the way they are. Other films sometimes take it way too far. But really how, how that could it get? Let's go beyond. Beyond the bug set. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to Time Cop. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing other sequel pitches from our Twitter followers. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most. Need for more time in one day. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not five hours late to a podcast. No, yes, that, that, if you did have the ability to jump around time, maybe be on time for a fucking show once in a while. <laughs> And joining me as always, the host with the most time on his hands, the lazy git, it's John Lucas. I'm really lazy because you never bloody turn up for anything. <laughs> turn it round on me, you little bitch. <laughs> I've got things to do. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, time cop. Time cop, yeah. So, time cop. I feel like I need an exclamation mark and a deep macho voice. Time cop. It really does need an exclamation mark. But yeah. Like, it, I, just like, 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 like watching it, I feel like it's more of a... It's more of a ballet. <laughs> really? Like, like a dot, dot, dot. Like the, way, a... the way that he moves around. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to uh, JCVD and his many uh, mm-hmm. physical attributes. But uh, yeah. yeah, Time Cop, what did you think? Uh, this was this was hit and miss. It was either an absolute full pace or like, oh, what, what is going on here? I'll say the plot was a little... Well, I, I think that's a theme for this. We're, we're doing kind of a vague... Uh, in, well, this is an internet, isn't internet but we seem to have got into a bit of a te- techno thriller 90s. Yeah. I think one theme of these last few movies we've done is um, convoluted plots mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah. don't make any, that don't really stand up to much scrutiny. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Th- this one had the most holes. I, had, yeah. I, I have many notes about the how this universe works, but we'll <laughs> yeah, get to that. I don't we, think it does. <laughs> no, it really doesn't, but we'll no. get to that as we go through the plot. But on yeah. the whole, enjoyable? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Is this your first JCVD? Because we've not done one before. No, we've not. Um... You know, it might be actually. What are, what are his other big ones? Well, this is kind of it. Oh, really? <laughs> this is his most successful film financially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the peak. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that he was like the lead, like the, the, the poster artist. He, he's, okay. I think he's been. I think he was in Predator, maybe, or one of the Predators, which probably made, made more money than this. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was in an Expendables that made more money than this. Mm-hmm. I think he's played a villain in a couple of things, like maybe in a Rocky. Mm-hmm. So he's been in like more profitable movies, but as like the lead, mm-hmm. this is as good as it got. Wow. <laughs> and it was successful. It was a hit, but this knocked Forrest Gump off number one at the box office in America. So there you go. I mean, eventually something's got to knock everything yes, off yeah, number I agree, one. Yeah. And it didn't make as much money as Forrest was Gump, it, was, obviously. How, how long has Forrest Gump at number one? Was it like oh, half like, a year oh, or yeah, something? Yeah, like nine weeks. Yeah. Right. So something was going to have to <laughs> yeah, chip it off the lock. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was fun because yeah. you wouldn't think of those two films being in the same time zone in many ways. But no. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say... 
this is really my first JCVD as well. It's not really a, he's not really someone I go to very often. Watching yeah. this film, and I, did, I enjoyed it too. I thought this was a lot of fun. It really makes you appreciate how good Arnold Schwarzenegger is. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I feel like, I, do. I feel like JCVD, I'm just going to call him that because I'm not going to say Jean-Claude Van Damme like 20 times this podcast. I feel yeah. like JCVD is like, if Schwarzenegger's Britney Spears, yeah. JCVD is Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Like, he's technically more talented. Like, as a martial, not as an actor, obviously, but like... To, to bring it into gay terms. So yeah, I'm bringing it down to my level. Like, <laughs> technically, more skilled. All the, you know, all that mixed martial arts. And it's yeah. very impressive what yeah, he does. Yeah. Whereas Arnie just lifts weights. Like, he, Arnie's not particularly agile. He's just big. It's, it's more macho. Ar- what Arnie does is way more macho. Like, mm. he can just punch someone really hard. Mm. And, that, and that's it. And he's just a big thing. Yeah. Whereas... Van Damme, he's he, like, like I said, he's more of a ballet dancer. Like he can just do the splits at the drop of a hat, and he does many a time. And he doesn't need to all the time. No, sometimes it, just for shits and giggles. I think yeah. he's just showing that he can. Whereas, sure. like, you'd never catch Arnie doing anything even remotely close to that. Oh, I don't think Arnie could even like kneel down and get back up again under his own strength. <laughs> to be honest, I, <laughs> I think he's only works like fully rigidly standing. Still. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, like, yeah, JCVD has more physical talents i would say mm. it's i think it's more of a skill what he does but he just doesn't have the charisma no he's just not as likable no no he doesn't he's just a bit like there's so many arnie style quips in this movie and they all just die all of them they just because it, it just he doesn't have the he just doesn't have that glint in his eye yeah mm-hmm. but it's still a lot of fun to watch yeah 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 <laughs> uh are well, on topic what's your what's your favorite arnie film my favorite arnie film oh true lies True it lies? is okay. horrendously racist, and I completely own that. Like, but so are most of the films from that time. But it's just... To be honest, we've already forgotten the racism in it. it it's just very, like, stereotypical portrayals of, uh, like, Iranians. Like, the, the, the uh, plot's all yeah, about, yeah, ter- yeah. like, Arabic people being terrorists. And, I remember yeah. this now, and I couldn't get on board with it, could I? I think No, I don't think you enjoyed it. As, I, I, and also, it's very sexist. But uh, I just enjoyed Jamie Lee Curtis in it, even though she, her character is treated like shit. I, mm. I just find her to be a very funny actress, so mm. I just enjoyed her in the movie. But yeah, true lies. And also the ridiculous, it's so camp. Like, jump, Dana, jump! You know, and his little girls hanging on oh, yeah, the plate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a who's. I could do that one again. But um, <laughs> I love how really gay up all these macho films. First the Britain, oh, it's a hoot. <laughs> how you doing, partner? Ex-partner. Max. I'm not going to change a thing. The only ripples are going to be in my swimming pool. It's a nice place. You can do this by yourself. Who are you working for? Like I'm not hurting anybody. It's America, man. You know, I'm just taking an opportunity, that's all. Got to take you back. I went ten rounds with John L. Sullivan himself. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Tyson beat Sphinx on TV. Yeah, so do you want to get into plot summary for this, then? Sure. I mean, what's your favorite, Arnie? If you can ask the question. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, mm, I think it's, prob- it's probably got to be Terminator 2. Terminator 2. It, I, I do it's prefer a, Terminator 2 to 1. Yeah. It's got a bit more to it. So. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think he's better in the first one. I think I prefer him in the first one mm. when he's just this immovable mass yeah. that just doesn't really have... He doesn't have any charisma, but that works. Yeah. It, like, it's great. It's so robotic, and it's potentially his best role because of it yeah yeah sure um yeah so no probably yeah that's good not jingle all the way then no absolutely <laughs> not no you mentioned that again i'm quitting i'm, I'm just saying I'm, i think i'm about ready to revisit that one it's been a few years but uh, <laughs> sure 
<laughs> Wrong time of year, obviously, but yeah. uh, maybe, maybe this Christmas, who knows. Um, okay, should we get into a plot summary then? Yeah. Great. So, as I mentioned, Time Cop, released in 1994, I think. I've got to feel sorry for Van Damme. Like, we've already spent more time talking about Arnie than it's him. Just, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> it's just the, uh, how these things happen. It's like you can't talk about Glenn Close without talking about Meryl. Yeah, some people are just, like, paired up, yeah. Mm. Um, what can you do? <laughs> do you think this film would work better if Van Damme was replaced by Arnie? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be different. Like, the fights would have to The would fights would be different. very different. It would, instead of, like, these incredibly choreographed, yeah, martial, it'd just be Arnie going, boom. Like, yeah. just punch straight in the jaw. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> I would so pay pay so much money to see Arnie do that, jump into the splits onto the kitchen counter yeah. to avoid the electricity. That, yep. that scene. Arnie doing that. I mean, there'd be no kitchen counter left. It'd, <laughs> it'd just be a pile of rubble, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it would have to be a different film. Or maybe someone else who just had a bit more charisma who can also do a bit of martial arts. He's not got no charisma. No, he's just a bit bland. Yeah. uh, He's very wooden. He's very wooden. I think ultimately he's just not quite good enough for a lead. No, no, he's not. That's why he's kind of mostly stuck to kind of B-movies. Yeah. yeah. Or at least side characters in the bigger movies that he's in. Yeah, exactly. Give him a villain and he's fine. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Anyway, so this film came out in 1994-ish, I think. Uh, It does star... Jean-Claude Van Damme, the muscles mm-hmm. from Brussels. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't start... Was, you know, I remembered that he had a nickname that was like a really good rhyme. And I was like, mm. I know he's Belgian. What rhymes with the word Belgian? <laughs> like, I can't think of anything that rhymes with Belgian. The hellion like, from Belgium? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this just isn't working. Yeah. yeah, it took me ages to work it out. Like, yeah. Muscles doesn't rhyme with Belgium, but I got to swear <laughs> it was muscles. <laughs> yeah, muscles from Brussels. That's yeah. how he was uh, known in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but we don't open with him. He doesn't actually enter the movie for quite some time. Mm-hmm. We get quite a bit of a... Although it opens strong. <laughs> we open in Georgia, American Georgia, 1863. So like the height yeah. of the American Civil War. Yeah. Um, and what looks to be an old school kind of stick up. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch of Confederate soldiers on horseback coming through like the this forest in, on a rainy day. Mm-hmm. And they're encountered by a mysterious traveler who says, oh, hi, guys. Uh, could you maybe give me all the gold you're carrying, please? <laughs> and there's a bit of a standoff and they're like, move aside. I'm not going to try the accent. Yeah. But they're like, move aside. We'll, we'll shoot you where you stand. And he's like, I'm going to ask you one more time. Give me the gold. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's one of you. There's like 10 of us. What are you going to do? Mm. And then this guy just pulls up to like, laser Uzis and just like blows them to smithereens. It's Mm -hmm. so funny. I love how much attention they give to the fact that he didn't kill any horses. Yes. He didn't hurt (laughs) any horses. Like he's just firing machine guns just randomly. Like, cause he doesn't need to aim. He's got a million bullets. He's in the future. It's fine. But they make a a very prominent shot of like all the horses just casually just trotting away. Sure. Also, they probably (laughs) couldn't afford the CGI it would require to have a dead horse. No. So it's like, yeah, just, (laughs) just, just just fall off the horses and then just hope they don't tread on you and and we'll move on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then we cut. And this is, this, this scene, it, it barely, it barely affects the plot at all. No, it's just to... It's well, barely it's just, anything. It's to set up what is happening, which is that there's time travel crime, basically. Yeah. Time travelers are committing crimes. Yeah. They're move, going to the past to commit crimes. So then we cut to Washington, 1994. So mm-hmm. present day in the context of this movie. And then we get like a four minute, just bald exposition scene. Mm. This is just pure like, well, here's how this movie works. Yeah. So it's the president's meeting and a bunch of senators and some guy comes in and says... So there's this thing called time travel crime, and this is what's happening, and this is how the rules work in this universe. Well, before he starts getting to the rules, like somebody calls him out and says, "Like, are we supposed to believe this? This is bullshit! Like, Mm -hmm. you're just talking nonsense." And he's like, "Yes, 
but then it worked. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, like, well, here's the evidence, but it won't make any more sense to you than it makes to me. No. <laughs> that was my favorite line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't even think about it. Just yeah. let it slide over. But I think the only proof that he gives that time travel is a thing, he's like, oh yeah, well, this guy committed a crime and... Like now he, he he just came across all this gold from like the Confederate era US. Mm. Like, like, so time travel is the only explanation. There's no sure. other possible explanation. Like, for no, sure. Nothing at all. No, okay, sure. And they all just buy it. They buy that. into it completely, yeah. yeah. But it's really setting up the parameters. So basically you can travel backwards in time, mm-hmm. but you can't go into the future because that's not happened yet. Mm-hmm. So what these criminals are doing is they're jumping back in time and because I guess it's easier to steal in the past or whatever. Or yeah. we see there's other ways that they're doing it later in the film. But yeah, basically they're jumping into the past to steal money, to enrich themselves. But this is causing a lot of risks because every time you go back into the past mm-hmm. and do anything, you are risking, you know, it's the butterfly effect. It's that yeah. classic time travel butterfly effect where yes, you might do something good like kill Hitler, mm-hmm. but you never know how that is going to ripple and change the mm-hmm. entire course of history. It could make things 10 times worse. Yeah. So they propose setting up an American task force, like a special forces unit of time cops mm-hmm. who will police time travel and, and they, make they, sure. They, they got, this guy gave it a name like immediately. It wasn't time copping, there was it? It was something really a bit more boring than that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. But like, he just came up with it seemingly on the spot. And nobody's authorized this or anything. He's just doing a pitch to people. Mm-hmm. And he's just saying like, yeah, and so we're going to come up with like this thing that we're going to call the FBI or something. You know, yeah. Not, but not. And they're like, oh, okay, great. So we're yeah. just going to start this thing. Yeah, if only politics moved this quickly. Like, yeah. <laughs> this would be like months of debate. But yeah, the president signs it off. And there's a senator there who's mm-hmm. played by Ron Silver, who's our villain. Sure, yeah. Um, who I always, always mix up with Fisher Stevens, who was the villain in our last movie, Hackers. Oh, yeah. Because they're both like bearded middle-aged guys who played a lot of Gary Oldman roles in the 90s. <laughs> so I was like, oh, is that the... Oh, no, it's not. It's Ron Silver. I, I just get them mixed up all the time. Yeah. They look very similar. Anyway, it's not Fisher Stevens. It's Ron Stevens. Ron... Ron Silver. See, I can't even get the names right. Yes, it's Ron Silver. And he's this one of the bizarre senators. to me because I've never heard of either of these people. And we you're did. constantly getting I know I know that we did them we did one of them last week. Okay. But I've never heard of either of these no, people. No, sure. Before, they're, they're and not, you're here just getting them mixed up all the time. I don't yeah. get it. It's yeah, well they're not that famous, but you know, I watch a lot of movies, especially nineties movies. So yeah. yeah, they crop up. But yes, so he's this senator is there and he volunteers to take the lead on the task force to be like in charge of it, mm. which will play out later. So that that's the task force set up. And then we finally get introduced to jcvd yes who is at this time i guess he's just a regular police officer i think so yeah because he's about to take a job mm-hmm. he's, this is like the day before he starts his new job as a time cop mm-hmm. but it's like a top he can't tell people that it's like a top secret new job yeah uh, and he's in the mall with his uh, his lovely wife uh whose name i don't remember but she's played by mia sarah so let's just I'll go with that this whole scene was it was annoying because I've, <laughs> I've seen enough time travel movies to know that like if near on in the story, it happens in TV shows as well. If early on in the story, there's a scene with a lot of detail and yet no plot. Yeah. You know, for a fact. It's coming back around. Yeah. yeah. And if somebody dies at the end of it, like it's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is how the film is going to end. I know. I got this. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, I wouldn't say this is a film that particularly tries to surprise you where it's. No. <laughs> it's, it's pretty <laughs> no. run of the mill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I enjoyed this weird little intro that like they had this weird kind of kinky role play thing going on. Like, yeah. When he comes up behind her, God, the dialogue. There's never enough time. Never enough for what? To satisfy a woman. Then you never want to miss an opportunity. Are you busy? I'm meeting my husband. If I were him... I would not keep you waiting. If he's not here when I turn around, 
I'll go home with you. Do me a favor. Next time you're like out shopping with Louise. No, 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 I will not. Oh, come on. Just, just like walk up behind her and just sneak up behind her when she doesn't know you're out and just go say these exact words. <laughs> there is never enough time to satisfy a woman. <laughs> just see what she does. Like <laughs> in a thick Belgian accent, there is never enough, there is never enough time to satisfy a woman. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, such a, such a, such sexy dialogue. <laughs> So they're having this weird little flirty thing. I'll give you permission to do that. Sure, yeah. Okay. But that's, that's that's on you. Okay, fine. I'll try my try. Yeah, so they're having this like sexy dialogue in the mall and then he stops a mugger. There's mm-hmm. a, a mugger like robs an old lady's bug and he, he stops the mugger with like just a high kick. Yeah. The mugger just... It's not even a high... He doesn't even kick him. He just puts his he foot... Just, it's a pose, yeah. In just, front of his face. Yeah. Just, it's, <laughs> the, the, the mugger just runs into his open foot so he just yeah. stands there. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's showing that he's very, you know... He's very martial artsy. It's, it's it's kind of a silly move because the mugger's on a skateboard. Yeah. So he skateboards past this old woman stealing her handbag. Mm-hmm. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, he just puts his foot up in the air, stopping this guy. He doesn't kick the guy off the skateboard or anything. doesn't disable him in any way. No. All that guy needs to do is get away for like two seconds and then he'll build up enough speed on his skateboard that Jean-Claude Van Damme's not going to catch up with him. Yeah, I don't think Jean-Claude Van Damme can probably run very fast. He seems like he's more muscular. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It's a, bad, it's a bad move. Kick the guy off the skateboard. Yeah, sure. Just do that. I like how he just says, give it back. And just the mugger just like yeah. gives the bag back to the old lady and then just kind of walks away. Like, yeah. faces no consequences. That's like, it. Yeah. <laughs> so then Jean-Claude Van Damme kind of looks up and he sees two oddly dressed kind of heavies, like <laughs> giving him the death stare mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah. But then he turns around and they're gone again. He's like, oh, that was yeah. weird. Yeah. Then him and his wife have some more random dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did enjoy that she called out his accent. I was like, you know, all those Arnie films where they just don't mention the fact that he's clearly mm-hmm. from Austria, even though he's like always plays like super Americans. Mm-hmm. This one, she kind of says, "Oh, you with your crazy accent." And it's like, yeah. oh, I was like, let's go to learn some more English words. I was like, oh, that's nice. They're, they're not pretending he's like Joe America, even though yeah. his role would suggest that he is. So, yeah, they're doing that, and then it hard cuts to a very nineties sex scene. <laughs> it's a very hard cut. It's a very hard it's cut. So early in the film as well. It's like, like yeah. I was not ready for this. <laughs> there is a lot of nudity going on here. It goes, yeah. It's like it cuts. It straight. opens with his bare ass. <laughs> it really t- yeah, it's like <laughs> the, the camera is straight down his asshole. Yeah, like which is it's rare for a film to like open with just what well, it's rare for a film to show a man's naked ass mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, you know, more likely you're going to get female nudity. Sure, and you get a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not prepared for any of this. I'm like, whoa, whoa this, this film is way too macho to be showing a naked man. Yeah, it's right. It's like right down there. I saw, I saw God in that moment. It's like... <laughs> so they're having very 90s sex. There's a there's saxophone going crazy on the soundtrack. There's so many candles. This soundtrack is great. It really is. It's so sexy all the time. Yeah, like... yeah, the soundtrack is full 90s saxophone and there's just a risky amount of candles just all around the bed. Like... Mm-hmm. So they're making love. And then he gets a phone call from his department, I guess. He has mm-hmm. to do like a late night response. I don't know. Yeah. And, she, and she begs him not to go. She's like, wait, wait, wait. I've got something I need to tell you first. And he's like, save it. I've got a man's got to do what a man's got to do. I'll, I'll come back later and I'll listen to you. Crazy story, woman. Yeah. And uh, basically that's the vibe. <laughs> I love how this is one of the things I love in films when a woman says like, I've got something to tell you. And the man just doesn't clock what it is. No. Like, what do you think it is? Yeah. <laughs> like, you seem to be in an established relationship where you live together, you have lots of sex, and a woman has something to tell you. Mm-hmm. What do you think it might be? Yeah. Hey, okay? any guesses at all? No, you're just not going to think about it? Okay. Yeah. You're being deported. Yeah. I'm serving you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Also, how big was their house? Massive, wasn't it? It's just the two of them, and he's like a police officer. Their house is. They a... must be planning kids. Why is this a surprise to him? Why does he not? Re- why does he not realise? Yeah, but it's it's such it's such a large house. It's ever so large, but it also looks kind of dilapidated. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was weird. Weird how big the house was. So he leaves his wife in the house and is immediately set upon by folks. Like he doesn't even step out the door, and they just they just pound him. Yeah. He gets beaten up, and as he's getting beaten up, a mysterious shadowy figure is in his bedroom and attacks his wife, and his mm-hmm. wife is screaming and like trying to escape, and it's all mm-hmm. very dramatic. And then JCVD gets shot twice. Like they say, finish him off. And someone just like makes a quip and shoots him. Yep. Doesn't go for a headshot. Nope. Many times in this movie, they just never try for a headshot. Yep. Apart from one time when they do it, it makes no sense. But we'll get to that later. But um, <laughs> yeah, so the, he gets shot twice in the chest and then the, the folks kind of run into the house, I guess. Uh, but he's not dead, of course, because then we get another classic action cliche where he sits up and we get... Like his wife is literally being assaulted. Like mm-hmm. you can hear her screams of pain and, and terror. Mm-hmm. And he just very slowly, and I guess he's probably dazed from being shot twice, but he sits up and he takes the time to like pull off his tie and then <laughs> open his shirt so we can see as the audience, oh, he's wearing a bulletproof vest because we need mm-hmm. to be shown that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he eventually gets up and starts going back into the house to save his wife. And then his house explodes, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. really made me laugh. Just yeah. it, was so out of, it was so out of nowhere. Like, oh yeah, it was. Yeah, like there's a home invasion that's very dramatic and scary, but then suddenly the house just explodes out mm-hmm. of nowhere and he gets blasted back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tickled me. It looked good. I was thinking, like, for a low-budget film, this, this is a good I don't think good, this is a low-budget film. Budget. I think money was spent on this. Do you think? Yeah, um, for the most part. I mean, for the time it came out, I don't think it looks too cheap. No. It I doesn't mean, look amazing. It's but a bit we'll get to. There's, there's certain scenes, but you've got yeah. to think the CGI in the 90s wasn't that great, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I think with Bulletproof Vests, I'm here to spoil your, uh, your little movie truths, is, yeah, they will stop a bullet. I'm not sure how well they do at close range, mm-hmm. but... It will just stop the bullet from like entering your body. It will still, I think, like shatter your ribcage. Oh sure. Like you'd be severely damaged. He yeah. wouldn't be getting up. Well, Harry, it would shatter your ribcage. This is John Claude oh, Van Damme. So, sorry, uh, sorry, yeah, I forgot. John Claude Van with... Damme is made of steel, yeah. so you know the bulletproof was just an extra. He still would have survived. The bulletproof was just a bit of extra padding, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, his wife is dead now. Uh, mm-hmm. The explosion has killed his wife, and he's um, he's very sad. Mm-hmm. We- and then we cut another random time jump. We now cut to 1929. So this movie's all over the place time-wise. Yeah. Now it's 1929. It's the it's the war. It's Wall Street. It's the height of the Wall Street crash. Mm-hmm. There's stockbrokers jumping off buildings every other day, mm-hmm. and we see a suspicious character walk into one of the main buildings and goes into his office, and he starts playing the stock market. He's like yeah. got a newspaper from 2004, and he's comparing the stocks from 2004 mm-hmm. to 1929. So clearly, he's one of these time criminals. Mm-hmm. Or time bandits, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, he's doing that. He's, he's. I wonder if the stocks work enough that you could invest in something eighty years ago and you'd still make your money. You still make your money back. I don't like, know. Yeah. Because I do wonder, like, do all these things that you invest in, do they still even exist now? Mm. Like, I know that a really good investment would be to go back to the seventies, invest in Apple. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest one now, isn't it? It's the most mm-hmm. valuable company. So, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I, I do just have to wonder. The things that you'd invest in in the 20s, sure, they're going through a crash and it might go through a bit of a high in the 30s or something. I don't I don't know. Mm. But are they still there now? I just feel like there's got to be easier ways if you can time travel to make money. Mm. Like just cheat on the lottery for a few weeks in a row. Or, yeah. You know, find the location of a really well-known oil field and go buy it. You know, yeah. just, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they seem to be playing this very long game with stocks. Mm. So anyway, it turns out that this guy, who's clearly one of the criminals, is also JCVD's ex-partner mm-hmm. and so while he's in the middle of doing all of this while listening to music on a mini disc which i thought was a 
very funny 90s touch. Um, <laughs> Such a specific era of the 90s. Well, it's funny to me because it's obviously a signifier that, oh, he's in the 20s, but he's listening to modern technology. Yeah. But the mini disc now looks just as dated as everything else. It's, yeah. just, it's just dated in a different way. So. <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little hard to pick out. Like, I was expecting it. Like, sure, this guy's from the future. I get it. Yeah. But what's he going to have that's going to give him away? And like, there's that. And he's got like a really old phone and some really old headphones. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think they had those things in the twenties. Well, no, certainly not. No, <laughs> but, but I was just wondering, like, did they have, did they have any sort of headphone sort of thing? Like, sure, they didn't have a Walkman or mm. a Discman or whatever that was, mini disc player. But like, did they have anything? Like, what from here is out of place? Because also, when I think of Wall Street kind of offices, yeah, or like you know, high class offices in New York, that's the kind of look I expect now. Sure, yeah. You know, like this kind of old-fashioned twenties mm. look, like so it doesn't all look out of place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was some of it was just little like, mm, pretty sure that's not right. Yeah. Weirdly, Louise couldn't get on board with this at all. She's like, "That's bullshit. They wouldn't have a phone back then." I was like, "What? Time <laughs> traveler, Louise? <laughs> Come on!" Oh, but uh, the phone he's using is—I don't know—they had phones he in was the twenties. It was a mobile phone. That, that, that's what I was. That's one of the things I was questioning. Like, it was a fully wireless phone. Oh, was it? I, I thought think. he had. I thought he had like a dial-up. I can't remember. Oh, I could swear he picked out a wireless phone at one point. Maybe, but I think the phone he used to call and make his stocks and shares was was a like a, a wireless yes. phone. Yeah, yeah, that one. Was he probably it. had a mobile as well. Although actually, using a mobile in the twenties would make no sense because what what signal are you using? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who's your network provider in nineteen twenty nine? So she's probably right, but whatever. Um, yeah, and then JCVD shows up and tries to arrest him because mm-hmm. he's, he's a time cop now. Mm-hmm. This is JCVD in two... Well, we find out that this is JCVD 10 years after his wife has died. Yeah. So this is him, obviously in the 20s now. He's operating from the year 2004. Yes. So this is a movie that is set in the future yes. of when the film came out. Yeah. yeah. That's it. It's a, it's a time travel film that spends most of its time in the present. Like there's more. It spends more time in 1994 than it does in 2004, I think. Well, no, because it only starts in. No, she he goes back to nineteen ninety four. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's it's like the happens. future yeah. is the present and the present is the fu- is the past. Yeah, it's it's, it's very <laughs> convoluted. Do you know what I mean? Like it's hard to explain, but it's convoluted. Yeah, but I just love that he has like nineteen ninety four JCVD had like pretty standard hair. Like yeah. it was a bit severe, but you know, looked like an army cut. But it was just like pretty standard. Yeah, two thousand. Like, no, no one would look twice at that now. No, no, not at all. No. Two thousand four JCVD full mullet. Yeah, full like, mullet. <laughs> okay, so you're you're taking. Yeah, I'm talking from 1994. You've taken the present day haircut, mm. ignored it, but then used it in the future as though fashion's not going to change. Yeah. It's like, you got it the wrong way around. Yeah, exactly. It was like he looked more dated yeah. in the future than he did. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he rocks well, up. In, well, I guess that in the 90s, like the mullet was on the way out. It was, yeah. It was still and, like clinging on, but it was definitely. And so, and so they were, they were probably fashion. saying, like, our prediction is going to, our wild prediction of the future, the mullet's going to come back. It's going to be all back around. And yeah. like, you know what? They're not wrong, but they're just off by a couple decades. Yeah, for sure. Because the mullet's back now, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Who's rocking a mullet? In Loads of. Have you not seen those mullets around? Are they? Okay. You don't get out much, do you? I've watched TV. Who's who's rocking a mullet? Like a JCVD mullet? I mean, not on TV. I just see people in like walking down the street. Oh, and stuff. okay, fair enough, fine. Oh God, I know it's it, it's not good. It's not a good look. Do you, you know the bowl cuts back as well? The bowl cut. Oh, that comes and goes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like terrible. the mullet is so specific, but okay, yeah. uh, fair enough. Yeah. So then JCVD shows up and 
tries to arrest his ex-partner. His ex-partner resists mm -hmm. very strongly, shoots at him repeatedly. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, and, oh, he brings in some twenties heavies who are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is so cliched. He's this like middle-aged, like quite portly man. He goes, I did 10 rounds with Jimmy O'Sullivan, don't you know? <laughs> and JC really just like kicks him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So he dispatches those two with absolute ease. Mm -hmm. And then he's got his partner and, and he's like, you're coming back with me. You're going to have to come and mm. you know, confess your crimes. Yeah. And it turns out that the partner is. Oh, being, yeah, it's, it's his ex-partner, isn't it? It's his ex-partner, yeah. like ex-cop partner. Yeah. So it turns out the partner has been working for this evil senator that we saw at the beginning of the film, Ron Silver. Mm -hmm. But he says he can't go back and testify because if he testifies then the senator will have his entire family erased from history. Mm -hmm. So he's like, it's my family, man. It's my family. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. But JCVD is like, I've got no choice. I've got to bring you when you've got to testify. That feels like a pretty harsh sentence. Like, did his family not exist beforehand? Is that why the time cops are trying to erase them? Or is it just a punishment? Is it like... No, no, no. He's saying, that, he's saying that the senator, the evil senator, yeah. if the partner who's working for the evil senator testifies against him... The senator right. will, oh, as okay. revenge. Okay, I see. So another, yeah. uh, the uh, government's not going to destroy his family. Got it. Sorry. Well, yeah. yeah. Although yep. the government are very harsh, as we learn shortly. Yeah, they it? really are. Yeah. But then, so anyway, so he's, JCVD is going to bring him back, but then he's like, I've got no choice. And the partner's like, well, neither do I. And the partner jumps out of a window, mm -hmm. tries to commit suicide. Yeah. But JCVD jumps right after him, <laughs> catches him midair, <laughs> hits a button. Mm -hmm. They're both back in 2004. Yeah. Right as rain. Yeah. But then they get to 2004 and. The partner refuses to testify and is immediately sentenced to death because yeah. this is a very harsh version of America we're living in. Yep. He's se sentenced to death to be carried out immediately. No further questions, which yeah. seems suspect. <laughs> and his method of execution is just to send him back to 1929. So, so like finished, exactly where he left. And, and just, just finishes falling. Yeah. Which opens up such a huge can of worms because the whole point of this department is to stop crazy shit happening in the you know, that tampers with future timelines. Mm -hmm. What could tamper with the future more than some random guy falling out of the sky and crushing someone's car? Mm -hmm. Who knows what that's going to set off? Yeah. Like, just, if you're going to be that mean and just like sentence, put him in the electric chair, shoot him, give him an injection. Don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't send him back into the past to cause all kinds of havoc. But uh, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely the butterfly effect. And a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he, who, know, who knows what that car was destined to do? Well, I mean, the driver could have been held up. Then he could have like, you know, God only knows. You yeah. Know? Or maybe that car was going to drive down the street and kill someone who's now yeah. alive. Exactly. There's any number of things, it, you know, the delays it's going to cause to traffic, you know, mm. basically butterfly effect. Yeah. Anyway. So now the partner's dead. JCVD now knows that the senator is, is crooked. He's, he's bent. He's evil. Mm -hmm. But he has no proof because yeah. the only person who can testify is dead. Yeah. And then the senator turns up at the departments of time coppery. Mm -hmm. And it's clear that he's, A, he's running for president, but he's mm -hmm. running out of money. He's, he's behind in the polls because he doesn't have enough money to mm -hmm. finance his campaign. Yeah. But also he's trying to shut down the time cop department. Yeah. Probably I think, because... I think, I think he says something like, well, why are we just policing time travel? Why don't we just stop time travel? Mm. And it's like, yeah, well, that's... Easier said than done, isn't it? Yeah. Well, also he's clearly doing then, that. Then, well, yeah. To cover his own tracks. Because then, if one person has a time machine, such as yourself, uh, then there's no one to stop them. Yeah. Well, that's is... clearly his evil scheme. Yeah. JCVD has like zero poker face as well. He's not. Yeah. Like, he just immediately is like, <laughs> "I know it's you. I've got no evidence, but I know it's you." Yeah. Yeah. Which is not good police work because no, now he's terrible. now he's got like Ron Silver's out he's to get him. him. Yeah. yeah. Immediately wants to destroy him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So now the senator knows that he's onto him, and then JCVD goes back to his 
giant house. I think it's the same house. So clearly he rebuilt it at some point. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. it exploded. Yeah, like the ho- it didn't just burn down. The whole thing exploded. Yeah. Wood went everywhere. It's gone. There's nothing left. But There's bits of his wife everywhere. Why yeah. do you want to live back in the house again? The yeah. memories. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's the exact same house, completely rebuilt, and it looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, should we talk a little bit about their vision of 2004? Yeah, go on. They didn't do as much with it as I would have hoped. What, like but, hoverboards? And... No, I mean, they didn't spend a lot of time in 2004, like I no. said. A lot of it's just in, like, dirty underground like buildings, so it doesn't really show you the world. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they really got into the idea that we were going to have, like, speech, you know, like, all the t- everything works with speech recognition. It's like mm. TV on, which, you know, fair enough, that's kind of... Yeah, we're kind of getting there. Kind of, yeah. yeah it's not, it didn't happen as rapidly as people hoped, but mm. it's it's getting there. Yeah. Uh, but also, I love the cars. Oh, I God, love the car. The car sorry, yeah, no, that that that's completely rebooted my memory of this yeah. this film's two thousand four. This felt like Blade Runner light. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like all the cars, that like I don't know why none of them seem to have windows. All the windows yeah. are completely boarded up. But also, I love that they actually. Like they built one of these cars, mm-hmm. or at least got a car and covered it up with stuff to make it this car. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. And is it self-driving? It's a self-driving car. Yeah. yeah. Also, it just looks like they took a regular car and just covered it in Lego. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. It it it's got a Lego casing over the top of <laughs> it, yeah. And yeah, you're right. They did build one, but clearly they only built the one because yes. every time there's a road scene, there's never more than one car on no. the road. It's almost like <laughs> empty roads. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he goes back to his, his 2004 house mm-hmm. and... He's obviously still very sad about his wife, even mm-hmm. though it's been 10 years. And he's he's drinking whiskey and he's watching old home videos of them having sex. And he's, he's doing all the talky bits. It's quite, mm-hmm. it's quite bizarre. Uh, and he falls asleep with his whiskey in hand. He's clearly, <laughs> he's clearly showing he's, he's very sad. He's still you know devastated by his wife's death. You know, yep. character. And he's woken up by a home invasion by two would-be assassins who have been sent to his house to kill him. Mm-hmm. And these assassins are just... Again, all the assassins in this movie, it's not just like some guy with a gun. It's always some crazy cartoon figure. So you've got... An Asian knife fighter, and you've got a guy with an elect, like a, a deadly taser, like an electric. This to me, it feels like it's like it's it's a street fighter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it feels well, like, like comic booky. Yeah, like everyone has a character and a backstory, but mm. we're not told any of that. No, like, that, 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 that's what it feels like. It yeah. feels like we're just like these are characters that are supposed to have backstories. We're just not told what they are. Yeah, and. They were not given enough to actually get interested in them. Mm-hmm. Everyone's unique enough. They're not just faceless goons. I mean, it kind of makes the movie more fun. I guess. But yeah. I was just thinking, like, if the senator wants him dead, because clearly the senator sent these assassins. Mm. If the senator wants JCPD dead, send someone to break in and just, like, shoot him in the head while he sleeps. Yeah. Not, like, power up a very loud electronic taser <laughs> gun and point at his head. And then, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, considering he's probably quite hungover, he is incredibly nimble at this moment. He just leaps into action. Mm-hmm. Does more martial arts. I love how often it will be that somebody fires something mm-hmm. directly at him and then he notices and jumps out of the way before the bullet or the taser things can actually get to him. Oh, yeah. Like, he's so, that's how quick he, he is. He is so fast. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would agree with what you said earlier. I think one thing about the way he fights JCVD is it all feels very choreographed because mm. it is like mixed martial arts. So it, it didn't feel very... I enjoyed the scenes, but they didn't, and it's very physically impressive what he does, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel very, like, organic. It didn't feel very, like, improvised. It wasn't like, oh, God, he's dodging real bullets. It's like, they are doing a dance. Mm, they yeah, are fully yeah. doing a dance, the, the, the knife fighter in him. Like, and it's yeah. very, very, very choreographed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he obviously outpunches the knife fighter, mm-hmm. and then the, electri- the the taser guy shoots at him, and fir- first he puts the knife fighter in front, so the knife fighter gets all the... Mm-hmm. All the electricity, which is like say fifty thousand volts or something. So sure, yeah. He gets fried basically. Yeah. And then GCVD is knocked down, but also his water—he's conveniently placed water bottle—not is knocked down. His water, 
It's like he's got an office-sized water. You know, you get a water cooler. Yeah. Water cooler, yeah. Which yeah. I don't know why you'd need one just if you live on your own. But sure. No. Uh, his water cooler falls onto the ground and he's like pumping water onto the floor, mm-hmm. which I guess Taser guy hasn't seen because then mm-hmm. Taser guy's like fifty thousand volts, motherfucker. Yeah. Say good night. <laughs> Fires it at him, and this is when JCVD does his most impressive. Uh, like from being from lying on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they cut away, so I, I don't think he actually did this. But I was mm-hmm. in, the idea of this shot of this move really impressed me. Mm-hmm. He's lying like horizontally on the floor, like just winded mm-hmm. he leaps into the air yep. and lands in a perfect split mm-hmm. on his kitchen countertop yeah so the taser hits where his body was yep. which is now just a puddle of water which is yep. also landed at the at the taser guy's feet yeah the taser guy is of course electrocuted to death yes it's a fantastically hilarious shot I yes loved it, it really is because <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's out of nowhere it's it, so it, out of nowhere, it's yeah. so unexpected it's like what what sorry he can do that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess that's the first time he does like a full split, isn't it? Like he's had some yeah. fights before. That's the first like, whoa. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would kind of like to have seen a bit more of that sort of like in maybe him like training or something like that. Just, oh yeah. Like, cause it I, never I, explains why he has these skills. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's, ne- it's, it's never shown that he's a particularly nimble man other than when he's literally fighting for his life. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see him like just in a gym or something, just doing some ridiculous stuff. I don't know. Mm. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, but a, a bit of like, I guess, I guess this is what JCVD or, or, did in all his films. Or to just say like he's an ex ballet dancer or something yeah. like that. Like that's why he's so nimble. Yeah. Well, it's the same with Schwarzenegger. They very rarely reference why he's so obscenely big. You know, like True, yeah. yeah, it's just like oh yeah, he's he's always like you know house house dad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Who just happens to look like that? You know, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's just one of those things. You just have to mm-hmm. go with it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so he survives that, but he when he gets back into work the next day, he is assigned to a a new partner mm-hmm. who's from the Bureau of Federal Affairs or something, who's like yeah. supposed to be like he's very resistant to this. She's clearly supposed to be watching him mm-hmm. and to kind of keep him in line because he's I think the reasoning they give at this point is that because his ex partner who was in the nineteen twenties mm-hmm. turned out to be bent, turned out to be crooked. Mm-hmm they've assigned him a new partner to make sure he's not also crooked. Right. So she's it. kind of keeping yeah. an eye on him. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe this lady's in ER. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Jeannie Boulay. Jeannie Boulay. Okay, yeah, cool. She's my favorite. Oh, really? Well, yeah. you got, you got an extra bit of Jeannie Boulay for this out for you. Yeah. So. Um, I love the introduction to, to this because first of all, he doesn't, he just straight away doesn't like her. Mm. He won't really talk to her or anything. And so he marches into his boss, boss's office mm. and this office is like glass wall, glass doors. It's mm. yeah, pretty fancy. And he walks in. She's right behind him as though like they're walking in as a pair. Yeah. And I just love the way that he just slams the door in her face and she fully face plants the door. It's so petty. It's, it really is. But it's just hilarious. It's like, oh, that's so degrading, but it's so funny. And he just keeps doing it. It's like yeah. four times she tries to get in. <laughs> and I love how she just gets more and more annoyed with it. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I enjoyed it so much, but it's just... No, I found it funny. I, I would have liked more of like a double act between the two of them, but that's not where the movie went in the end. Mm. So yeah, he he really was. Bad they didn't get too romantic with it. No, 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 that didn't. Well, he, he has only his his heart belongs to his dead wife, Harry. Yeah, there's nobody else for him, even though she's been dead for ten years. Yeah. nobody else. But yeah, he's very resistant to having this partner. But his boss is like, "Suck it, you got to deal with it." You know, mm-hmm. rules are rules. And the two of them get assigned to a new case. And I don't know what this case was. This is where the movie gets super convoluted. So they get assigned to some case, which means they have to go back to 1994 mm-hmm. again. So him and his partner, they go back. And it's the first time she's been back in time. So she's really scared. Yeah. And we find out now that in order to go back in time, you need to get into this, like, this car thing that's strapped to a 
<sighs> I'm not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> so you have to get into a car yeah. that's kind of on a metallic runway. Yeah. And it goes super, super fast. You're strapped in. Yeah. It goes super, super fast. Yeah. And many people, apparently, if it goes wrong, you get splattered onto the walls and you die. <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> and they don't take. clean off the blood. And they just leave the blood, yeah. yeah. Unless that's just there as a joke. I don't know. You don't know that that's true, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, Because she's obviously very nervous. And then it throws you into the into the past. Mm-hmm. The car doesn't come with you. No. The car, I guess the car just stops. Mm-hmm. You get flung into the past. Yeah. And then you just kind of land where you land. Yeah. And in this case, they land like in a... In, in a lake, a lake or in, yeah. in, a, in another scene when he lands in the past he's on a motorway and he has to do an emergency split to avoid oh, himself yeah. being run over <laughs> which I thought was amazing <laughs> but it's really random but once they're in the past mm-hmm. if they want to go back to the present again mm-hmm. they just push a button and it's like start it's like they're beaming up like it, it, they push a button and it like opens a wormhole in front of them which you know, if they're falling off the and building it's so that's smooth. good and, yeah and it's, it's like that and they walk through this wormhole and then they appear sitting down in this moving car thing. Yeah, why is going back so much harder than going forward? It yeah, it makes no sense. It, it's it's weird. And one thing that uh, that I also that is also a bit of a bit of a loophole loophole a plot hole is that one of the one of the times when they go back, they they go to the past, they make some changes or whatever, and they come back, and this time thing is being is being defunded, and mm-hmm. so it's all being de- um, deconstructed and like, decommissioned. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like, well, well, we're taking this thing apart now. Like you're, you're the last one to come back. Like, well, what if they already had taken it apart? Yeah. Like the the whole rails with the car and the you know, the, the the receiving pad for the time thing. Would they just be stuck in the past? Well, what, what would be the deal there? Well, yeah, I don't. Does the do you need the same technology to get back? That you need to get to go forward. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like, is, well, does, is the car? Do you, well, do you, well, I guess so because you arrive where you left from. Did they arrive back in the car, though? Yeah, they did. Were they, like, sitting in the car? Yeah. Oh, okay, I missed, missed that. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess you'd be stuck then, yeah. Yeah, and, like, so if it, it is that situation where they're um, decommissioning this whole thing, yeah, the people who are, you know, just operating it, why do they think that they sent Jean-Claude Van Damme back in time? Mm. If, it's, if it's already being decommissioned and stuff like that, it doesn't make any sense. No, no, you're right, it doesn't. <laughs> and, this, and this also comes to at the end, like, so jumping to the very end now, when he comes back and like his wife's alive yeah. and they've got a son who's like 10 or something like that. Um, you know, cause obviously she was pregnant at the start and they're like, Oh yeah, this is great. And like, great. Now I love my son. I'm going to go and play baseball with him and stuff like that. Y- you don't have any memory of the last 10 years. Oh no, life. that son is going to be in so much therapy. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> also, it's, it, cause, cause she just comes out and says, so how is he there? And he just says like, oh yeah, it's great. And whatever. Anyway, he's really happy to see her alive and stuff like that. He's having that reaction, but also like, I don't have the same memories as you for the last mm-hmm. 10 years. I'm a different man. Also, what happened to the other version of him? Because when he went back to the past, there's two of him. Yeah. So when he comes back to the future, is he not going to meet the other version? When are they going to no, manage? No, no, no. Because that, that version would have been sent back in time at some point and then just come back with this guy's memories. It's weird, right? It's confusing. Let, let's put a pin in this because I've got many other questions about the very end. But right. we're, not, we're not there yet. But right. I agree it's a lot of... It, it, it leaves more. Que- it asks more questions than it answers for sure. Yeah. So yeah, the two of them go back to 1994 for some reason, and they end up overhearing a conversation with the younger version of the evil senator, mm-hmm. the 1994 version, who uh, at this point is just like a junior senator, and he's planning to sell this microchip thing, and then but then his older version comes from the pa- from 2004 and tells him, look, don't sell this. Hold on to it. It's going to be worth billions. Mm-hmm. And then I guess. Well, this is a time crime. This, this, yeah. this is the senator committing a time crime. Yeah. So then JCVD and the lady from ER try to arrest the senators. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess the future senators are getting arrested. Mm-hmm. 
But it turns out that ER lady is a double agent and she betrays JCVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's on the senator's side, it turns out. And then there's a whole fighty, fighty, fighty. Lots happens. Like, mm-hmm. I get his arm randomly frozen. Which oh, is, I love that. That was great. That was yeah. like the kind of action nonsense you want. Yeah. yeah. Cause like something gets some, I think the time machine or something like it starts like leaking nitrous acid is all like, Oh, nitrous. this has nothing to do with the time machine. This is all about the micro trip. Like it, sure. he, he says like he's made this super cold technology or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, everything's just really cold. So when a pipe splits or something, it's just spurting out this super cold. Let's just say it's liquid, liquid nitrogen. Yeah. It's basically liquid nitrogen for yeah. all intents and purposes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this guy just stands in it for a second and like, you know, his whole right arm and some of his chest and torso, yeah. it's just like completely frozen uh van damme just kicks him and all that stuff just bursts into a million pieces and this guy just has like this weird sort of glowy like his body he's basically been ripped in half yeah 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 but like his body's just sort of like glowing and with weird cgi yeah it looked great i loved it yeah it didn't look like his body had just been snapped in half oh no because if that was what it looked like his organs would be falling out yeah it looked like he'd been shot with a phaser yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. it, it was weird uh and then he just kicks him over the side into this weird white I don't know what it was mm-hmm. thing that was being built. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It was, yeah, it, it was great. So the Senator makes his escape. The 2004 Senator, he escapes. Mm-hmm. He, but he betrays ER lady and shoots her twice, mm-hmm. uh, I guess to tie up loose ends. So he doesn't yeah. want anyone who knows what is going on. And then he escapes back into the 2004 and he says, yeah. JCVD, you, you better stay here. Cause if you come back, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. But JCVD obviously does follow him back into 2004. Mm-hmm. And now he's doubly convinced that this, what he knows now, the senator is fully on an evil scheme. Mm-hmm. And now, oh, that's it. So, so now he comes back into 2004, but it's a different 2004. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of the senator being like a broke politician who's failing in his run for presidency, mm-hmm. now he's about to win the biggest majority of all time because he's yeah. a super billionaire and he's funded this incredible campaign. Yeah. And this is when the time commission is being... Yeah, and also defunded. the time cop commission has been in, is being decommissioned and everyone's being shut down. And he's like, shit, I need to stop this from happening mm-hmm. right away. So he needs to, he figures out he needs to, he needs to stop the Senator, obviously. And the only way he can do that, because he needs somebody else who can testify against the Senator. And he decides that the only other person who can possibly testify is ER lady. And he's like, what if she survived? I'm like, that seems unlikely. She got shot in the head. Yeah. She did get shot in the head, right? I'm pretty sure. I I was a little unsure, but I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah, it's like once in the head and then once in the chest. Yeah. But he's like, oh no, maybe she's alive, so I need to go back again. So then he goes back to 1994 again. Mm-hmm. So much jumping around. Yeah. Uh, and he goes to the hospital. He finds the hospital where she is being treated. It sounds like he's right. She has survived. Mm-hmm. And he convinces her to testify against the senator. But then before he can do anything else, she gets assassinated. Mm-hmm. Like very quickly. Yeah. He leaves the room for a second, comes back, she's dead. Yeah. Uh, when he leaves the room, he goes to, I guess, check some blood work. And he accidentally stumbles upon his wife's pregnancy test, <laughs> which is next to next to a murder victim, like a, an assault victim with a completely different surnames. Yeah, it's it's literally like what are the chances? Yeah, because because the the thing is the ER lady is is referred to as Jane Doe, which is what yeah. they call unidentified. If you it's if you you're an unidentified mm-hmm. person in a crime or a hospital, mm-hmm. you have a John Doe or Jane Doe. It's just yeah. like what they use. But his his name is like Max Walker. So his wife is yeah. going to be called, I don't know, Mel Walker, whatever it is, you know. Sure, yeah. So Jane Doe, why would they, A, why would a pregnancy test or a pregnancy blood test be next to someone who's been shot two times? Mm-hmm. Also, why would they be next to each other with completely different surnames? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's literally like they're right next to each other. That's yeah. the only way he finds it. Yeah. Because also he's back on the, we figure out, he's back on like within a couple of days of his wife's death and he never mentions it at this point. Yeah. He's not like, oh man, October 1994, this is when my wife died. Because like, they talk about the date a lot. Like, yeah. it's, it's 
Jeannie from ER's birthday the next day. Mm. And, and that comes up a lot. Like, they, they talk about that loads, even yeah. though there's no reason. No. Like, I was really expecting, like, so she's going to go and, like, see her birthday party or something and, like, yeah. have a little chat with younger self. But no, nothing like that at all. No, um, yeah. And, which, which, you know, could have been really good for some sort of character development for her. No. I mean, that would have added more time to this movie. And I do appreciate this movie is a 90-minute movie. Yeah. It doesn't a- absolutely, waste yeah. any time. But, but they could have made her a bigger character. They could, yeah. She's and like her having a reason to go back to her birthday and like maybe speaking with her like mum who, you know, to add some more plot, like maybe her mum was murdered or something and like sure. speaking with her mum and like trying to put set things right there. Maybe a, a dodgy relationship that she fixes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Just something else, a little scene there could have been really nice talking about her birthday because they spent so much time talking about her birthday. But yeah, then he never talks about, oh, and this is also the day oh really is, is your birthday tomorrow that's the that's the day that my wife died yeah he even, my she, wife was brutally murdered while i was like getting shot out in the garden what do you know it's like him finding this pregnancy test reminds him oh yeah this is when my wife died yeah. <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes to the mall from the beginning of the movie and we get the like you said before this the same sequence happens again and he go he goes to he approaches like 2004 version like full mullet mm-hmm. approaches his wife and set and like Grabs her and says... From behind again. Grabs her from behind again. Clearly that's his... Yeah, that's but, his thing. But it's not even... He doesn't even try in a romantic way. He, 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 I forget exactly what he says, but he's like, don't scream. Yeah, like, that's, that's a, that's a like, great way to relax someone. Yeah. <laughs> but then he, like, he, he grabs her and she turns around and she goes, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> what? He has the same face. I get it. Like, he, he's got a mullet now. That's the and, only difference. And like, he's supposed to look 10 years older, but he doesn't. Like... Again, if you were shopping with Louise and you went somewhere, you went for like a different shop, you know, and you came back 10 minutes later with a full mullet, <laughs> do you think Louise would say, who are you? <laughs> or, or she'd be like, hey, Harry, what's with the mullet? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you go to a wig shop? Because like, yeah. he doesn't look like so much older. No. If it'd been like 30 years and he's like in full age makeup, but it's not, it's just yeah. him with a mullet. But like also if, if somebody came up behind you mm. and said, you know, like, don't scream and like, they covered your eyes or whatever, I don't know what yeah. he did. And it's like, yeah, like, hey, hey, I'm talking to you. Mm. Would you be like, who are you? Assuming it's, it is actually a random person. Yeah. Or would you be like, get away from me. Don't what say, are like, you doing? Like, yeah. why do you creep up behind me and say, don't scream? What's wrong? Who are you? Yes. Help. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, she's just like, who are you? I don't recognize you at all. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't stop and have a conversation with a random stranger who no. creeps up behind you. Well, I mean, she doesn't have much choice. He's very big, but. Uh... <laughs> he's not holding her down though at this point. No, I mean, he's, he, you know, anyway, she, she's, she's like, I don't know who you are. And he's like, it's me. It's, it's your husband. Yeah. From 10 years in the future. Yeah. And she's on board. She's on board. Straight. Yeah. She, I mean, she goes from like complete non-recognition to being like, okay, sure. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't understand what his plan was here. Because it's not like the, from this the point where um, I'm out. You, I like, you lost I, it. Yeah. I I have no idea what's going on anymore, and I almost lose the ability to care. Yeah, sure. I understand that. Yeah, it gets very yeah convoluted. Well, not so much convoluted. It gets very kind of vague at this point. Because mm. you'd think so. It's the day when his house exploded. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> It's the only way I can describe it. So you'd think he'd be, if he's going to warn her and make him make her aware of this, mm. he'd be like. Even if, even if he doesn't want to tell her that she's dead, because clearly that's not something a person wants to hear. No. So he's like, he, he doesn't say like, go to a safe space. He doesn't tell her to do anything. He just says, don't tell young me that old me's around. Mm-hmm. And that's all he says to her. And then he like, yeah. lets her go again. Yeah. And then he goes to the house on the night of the house explosion. Well, I guess that he doesn't want to change time and then become a time criminal himself. Well, he is going to, because he's stopping her from being killed. 
Okay, don't yeah. try and understand. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. worth it. But, so it's, so <laughs> I, try, no, I tried to give it the benefit of the no, doubt, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, he could have done so many things, but instead he, 2004 JCVD goes to the house mm. in 1994 and he waits basically. And then the events from the beginning of the film play out again. Yeah. Young JCVD gets a phone call. He has to leave. She tells him not to. He says he's got to, but before he can do that, the, the criminals arrive ready to beat him up and old JCVD ambushes the criminals and beats the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And then he tells the wife, he says, just keep young JCVD upstairs. Don't let him come down and get involved in all this shit. Yeah. So then the wife just goes like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and young JCVD <laughs> has no reaction. Yeah. Yeah. None whatsoever. He hugs her, but not unlike her. Oh my God, you're pregnant. I'm so excited to hug. Yeah. He just kind of goes, eh. yeah. It's such a not half-hearted hug. Like, yeah. Can you imagine being that woman? And just, and just, you know, saying like that amazing news that, it, yeah. you know, is told in a very good news kind of way. And like the man just has no reaction whatsoever. You'd be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Are you not, are you not feeling anything about this? Good yeah. or bad? Nothing? Yeah. Come on, something. Give me, <laughs> give me anything. This is a big thing for me. I, just, I, I don't think joy is in Jean-Claude Van Damme's range of emotions, unfortunately. No. <laughs> so I think they're just like, well, just do what you can. Yeah. Yep. But then there's also, then... I have to say that this next 10 minute sequence is going to be hard for me to summarize because it was not only was it confusing, it was so dark. Yeah. So this was the peak of me being like, I don't care about this at all mm. because so there's a couple of goons that come in the house. Yeah. It's the same couple of goons from earlier. The, mm. the man with the most ridiculous mullet in the world. Yeah. Do you enjoy that at all? Yeah, sure. There, there, yeah. There, there's a lot. I mean, it's hard to top JCVD's mullet, but he definitely, he went there. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did. But yeah, so there's at least a couple of goons. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be, the senator is going to be in there He at shows some up point. at some point, yeah. Um, there's two versions of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Um, and everything is in basically pretty much pitch black. It's like that one episode of Game of Thrones. Do you remember when yeah. they did that big battle and nobody could see what the fuck was going on? It was yeah. super confusing. It's like that level of dark. Yeah. And it wasn't just that I couldn't see what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. And like there were all these fights happening, like mm. sometimes you'd see something, but it would be in silhouette. And yeah. I could never work out who anybody was. And like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure that like young John Claude Van Damme's probably going to get beat up in this. The old one's probably going to win in some form. Mm. So whenever there's a fight on screen between two people, it's like, I've no idea who these two people are. I couldn't see like, who was fighting. No. Like, I can maybe make out who's winning this fight, but that doesn't help me with who it could be. One of them could be Jean-Claude Van Damme, and I don't yeah. know which one. Yeah, the wife ends up on the roof, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? How did she get there? Yeah, like, and what <laughs> is she hoping to achieve by getting on the roof? She's pregnant. Yeah, hiding maybe, I don't know. But like, it's the worst place to hide, because if someone finds you, and you're it's, screwed. It's driving rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be slippy as hell. Yeah. And it's not a gradual roof, it's very steep. It's a very, it's, as we've, it's, it's a very, old palatial mansion yeah it's yeah so clearly made of tnt as well yeah all this shit's going down ultimately i think what happens is that young jcvd Mm. ends up getting knocked out he's kind of unconscious on the in the garden yeah then the wife is back in the house Mm -hmm. old jcvd manages to beat up most of the goons sure but then the senator turns up 2004 future senator turns up yeah and he grabs the wife and he's also got a bomb which is the same bomb that blew up the house in the original at the beginning of the movie, but we didn't know that at the time. Yeah. And he's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Which then means that, so at the in, in the original version of this scene, does that mean that the senator was there and he died? And and, and, so. and he killed himself along with uh, Van Damme's wife. And presumably at that point, the future Van Damme. I guess. Is that, is that, is that what happened there? Because then does that mean that there's like multiple realities going on? Because also in this one, it doesn't add up with the originals. Because... 
Young Van Damme doesn't get shot twice in the chest. No. That doesn't ha- that's not a thing. That doesn't happen. But the goons with the bad haircuts are there mm-hmm. because they're the ones you shoot me in the chest in- initially. So like is is this just causing a new reality each time they jump back in time? Or, I like, have absolutely no idea. It's 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 so, so strange. It's very yeah. It, it, I think the writing really got away from them on this one. It's hard with a time travel movie. Yeah, but yeah. So the senator's like, yeah, I'm gonna blow us all up, but because the young me is still alive. Because like when also, sorry, when also <laughs> they at the start they say like we can't go to the future because it hasn't happened yet. Well, there's people from the future that have already come back to shoot Van Damme twice in the chest, so the future has happened yet. Mm-hmm. So, come on, you just can't move forwards, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah sure, the, sure, sure, they've got to tech to go back, but not forward. Fine, I'll, I'll accept that, but hmm, there's a there's something up here. There's a lot of problems, yeah. But yeah, the sensor's the sense like, it's okay, I don't mind if I die, but as long as young me survives, he'll become the president. Yeah. I'm like, but then is he not going to just come and die at the same age as you? What's Is this just a constant circle? What what is? What's if, it, if it's a constant circle, then yeah, I guess, but clearly it's not. And because... in which case, then the, the senator doesn't win, because he doesn't get to be president, and he dies in a random house explosion at the age of 40-whatever. Yeah. How's that a victory? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but yeah. that does seem like what he planned to do. Because yeah. in this final version, final version of it, the house doesn't explode, does it? Yes, it does. Does it? The house fully explodes. Oh again, yeah, the yeah. run out of it at the last minute. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the senator's the old version of the senator, two thousand four senator, yeah. has the wife. Yeah. Young JCVD is unconscious in the garden. Yeah. Old JCVD comes upstairs and he's like. And the senator's like, don't move. I've got your wife. This bomb's going to go off. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. It's checkmate. I win. Yeah. But then the young, the 1994 version of the senator turns up. Yeah. And old senator's like, what the hell are you doing here? Because if young senator dies, I love it's that the young version of senator is just a dumbass. Yes. I, I, I thought this was like a really good acting choice. That they are <laughs> yeah. genuinely completely different characters. Yeah. Like he's obviously been on a whole journey this 10 years and become a lot more hardcore. Yeah. Because the young one's just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And then old senator's like, what the hell are you doing here? And young senator's like, what? You left me a message. And he's like, no, I didn't, you idiot. And then John Claude Van Damme's like, I left the message. <laughs> I've got to hear that message. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did like this thick, unless like JCVD is very good at doing voices. Like mm-hmm. how did like this thickly accented Belgian mm-hmm. leave a message like, hey, come to this random house. Don't ask questions. And the, and the senator's just like, okay. Because <laughs> he's that dumb. By the way, I am the future you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 I don't know. I love it. I love the dumb senator in this. He was so he's, such a putz. It's yeah. great. It's, it, it's a really good idea for a villain, really, to make the like the villain really evil and menacing and mm. smart, and he knows what's going on. But he's just interacting with his past self, who he hates, yeah. and he's like, "Stop eating so much shit! Yeah. Like, come on, look at me. I'm getting really fat. This is your fault." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I enjoy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the villainy. I, I thought Ron Silver was great in this movie. I really did. Mm. I thought he did some great villainy work, and it was really fun. Yeah. You know, usually I hate doing things more than once, but in this case, I don't see any other option. I do. What the fuck are you doing here? What do you mean? You called me, left a message with the Senate operator. I didn't leave any message, you fucking idiot. Don't argue among yourself. I left it. No, nobody's got a future. Okay. This is a real mess now. I hope you're happy. This is a real mess. You turned what was going to be a simple, ordinary murder into a bloodbath. Yeah, so then the old senator's like, no, 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 you can't be here, because if you die, then it's all over. Yeah. And then old JCVD makes a sign to his wife that she needs to, like, elbow the old senator in the crotch or something. Mm-hmm. So she does that. There's a moment of confusion. The gunshot's going off. And then JCVD throws young I mean, senator. Pause. There is a bit, I think, where there's gunshots going off or something, 
where the wife, she gets shot like through the shoulder. Or, like, I thought or, that it, happened it, too. I'm like, it's not quite through the shoulder. It's more sort of th- slightly through the chest, which is obviously more risky. Yeah. And like, it, it never comes up again. No, I was like... It's, it's, it's never mentioned. And to jump ahead a minute, uh, when Jean-Claude Van Damme like takes her out of the house... He, like he's he's running with her in her arms or whatever, and then just puts her down on the ground, and like he obviously will just disappear into night and go back to the future or or whatever. So is he just leaving a pregnant woman who has been shot in the chest just out on the garden, just next to another knocked out man? Yeah. Like, what's what's what what, what do you think is going to happen now? I had the same question. How? Be- because there's no guarantee that she's going to live. Like in all timelines that we've seen so far, she has not lived. Yeah. She has always died. So. You make sure that woman, that pregnant woman, is gonna live. Mm-hmm. Come on, I agree. And also, if someone's knocked out, which young version of him is, if they're not getting any oxygen to their brain for, you know, more than like ten seconds, they will get permanent brain damage. Mm. That's the thing that films never. They no, don't know. I mean, that's, never address. Yeah. No, I agree. It's 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 really odd how he just leaves them. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's so she, been shot in the chest. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I was like, she's been through it. This how the how the fuck she's not miscarried? Like, yeah. you know, she's fallen off a roof. Mm-hmm. She's been she's been she's been attacked. She's been flung around left, right, and center, mm-hmm. and then she gets shot and left in the rain. Yeah, mm. amazing. Yeah, but whatever. Anyway, so yeah, the wife elbows the old senator, gets shot herself. There's all this confusion. In the confusion. JCVD throws young senator into old senator. Yep. And apparently they've, they've set this up many times before. The, the two same people, if they're in the same time. Well, it, it, it was uh, Chekhov's time travel rule. Very much. Because they mention it so much. Yeah. They say I, it like five I times. I they only mentioned it once. No, no. They say it a few times. Like mat- matter can't be in the same place. Yeah. Basically because the young and the old they, version. They give no reason for it. No, it's just, it's just the rules of this universe. <laughs> yeah. Because they they can't touch. If you are in the same time zone as a younger or older version of yourself, you must not touch them. Mm-hmm. If you do, the matter is in the same place. It causes all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. It basically what happens is, yeah, old senator and young senator collide, mm-hmm. and they turn into <laughs> claymation. Did, did you ever see that show, Tra- The Trapdoor? That really old BBC show. No, know? they no. turn into this weird like jelly pasta monster thing. Reminded me more of the thing. The thing, yeah, yeah. It was very funny. Yeah, yeah, it was I hilarious. Really... It was hilarious because also it was so shit. It was terrible. It looked <laughs> awful. But it was so like this. It was so random as well. I was like, this is what's happening. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They just kind of melt into a pool of CGI that just disappears into nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> it didn't make any sense, and it looked terrible. I loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> I loved it too. So then, old JCVD picks up the wife, takes her out of the house just in time, just with seconds to spare. Mm-hmm. The whole house explodes once again, mm-hmm. knocking them to the ground. But he then puts her down very tenderly next to young JCVD, who is still passed out, mm-hmm. and he goes back to two thousand four. Yes, and that's it. That's yeah. And going back to two thousand four, he he arrives back in the time travel thing, and all like his old bosses are there and everything, and he's you know for them it's just like a normal day, and. Uh, yeah, and he's like, wow, what are you doing here? Mm. Just because, like, last time he saw his boss, his boss was getting shot dead or whatever. Mm. Because, you know, that thing was all getting defunded and stuff. And I was like, what are you doing? How How is all this? I, this doesn't make any sense. What are, what are you all doing alive? Like, Van Damme, was this not the plan? Yeah, I thought that too. Like, <laughs> this, this department's entire job is to, like, fix the timeline. Yeah. And yet every time, because the, the, his boss does it too a few times. Every time anyone says something, like... Oh, that sentence has been dead for years. You're like, yeah. you're crazy. Yeah. It's like, surely this must happen. This is must be like built into the job. Yeah. Things are going to happen that will make no sense to you because the timelines are going to change a lot. Like, yeah. yeah. And oh, I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but like, none of it made any sense. No. 
Um, that could be and, the tagline of this movie. None, none of, of this makes any sense. Yeah. And like also him just speaking to his boss or whatever and saying, so where's that senator at? Is he running for president? No, he died 10 years ago. He disappeared 10 years ago, yeah. Who remembers... Like when a, a random senator yeah. disappeared, yeah. <laughs> I guess he works for the government. It would have been a big story if a senator disappeared. You know, and like never came back. That, ah, that would be a memorable thing is, to is happen. Is the senator like an MP? It's, yeah, it, it, it's it's a high profile MP, yeah. Like there's only 50 of them in America. There's one free state in America. Oh, I thought they were governors. Or maybe there's two. No, there's two free states in America. Right. Um, yeah, so they're, they're pretty big deal. Like most of them are pretty famous. So yeah. like, if a senator disappeared, it'd be quite a big news. Okay, so, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he, he goes back to the 2004 and all is right with the world. Uh, the senator disappeared 10 years ago. He did not become the evil president. The mm-hmm. department's still up and running. Lady from ER has survived. How did she stay alive? Uh, well, because she was shot twice, but she was in... I don't know. Because the whole point she, is that if you die... in the hospital. Yeah. She died in the past. So she, she should still be dead. Yeah, she should. She really should still be dead. I don't understand how she's suddenly back alive again. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. No. <laughs> not, 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 not even in the ridiculousness of this movie. No. Like she actually died. Yeah. And time has not been changed since. No. Don't well, anyway, she's still alive because you want a happy ending. That, 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 that is an actual plot hole. That's it's a... not just bad time oh, travel Oh, is that the, that's the only plot hole? That's the only one you found? Uh, the, the other ones are just bad time travel writing. Sure, that yeah. one feels like even within the rules of this ridiculous universe. It makes no sense. It doesn't yeah. work. Okay, fine. Yeah, so she's still alive. Uh, he drives his automated Lego car back home again. Yeah. Uh, and meets his now 10-year-old son for the first time. Yeah. Which I thought must be very awkward. Yeah. He doesn't know the kid's name. <laughs> oh, knows... God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows nothing about this child. <laughs> Doesn't know his name. Doesn't remember any of the first 10 years of his life. No. So like like I said, what happened to the younger version of him? Yeah. Well, did they just that, meld at some point? That younger version of... Oh, so so this is another bit that doesn't make any sense, but they're just never really addressed. So the younger version of him, I guess, would still work for the Time Cop Agency mm-hmm. and will have gone to work and for some reason would have been sent back in time. Yeah. Around that time in 2004. The, some unknown reason, completely unknown, and would come back as this guy. Right. I guess. But with the memory of having the child. Well, he initially had that memory of having the child, but came back as the Jean-Claude Van Damme that we see throughout the majority of this film. With no memory of the child. With no memory of the child. So, yeah. So the timeline's repaired, but he still doesn't have that memory. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I still don't get it, but fine. Also, what about the wife? unless, Unless there are actually two versions yeah well, i think i think there'd be two versions in which case that makes a way more interesting sequel it does yeah i didn't go there but yeah also the wife surely remembers all this she yeah, yeah. she'd remember like a time 10 years ago when she ran into a 10 years older version of her husband oh, yeah. who rescued her yeah yeah no no she would yeah so surely the first thing he should say when he comes back home and greets his child for the first time is she's like oh how was your day he's like interesting mm. he should be like okay so this is actually me i'm back yeah this is the me that saved you 10 years ago. I yeah. don't know what the fuck happened to your husband. He's yeah. got, he's gone in the timeline. Yeah. It's me now. <laughs> oh, I remember when I did that in Star Trek once when like they have a big time travel episode, they go back to like mm. the, oh, I don't know, like the 1800s or something in America and Guinan's there, but like, she's sure. not time traveled. She's just, cause she's really old, isn't she? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have this whole adventure. And then they, you know, at the end of the episode, when they get back in the 24th century or something, Picard goes down to 10 forward and just sits in front of Guinan. And he's just like, now I have those memories or something. And, and they just have this look just like, ah, now we, now, now, now we're both on the same, on the same line. Okay. Yeah. This film just doesn't touch on that at no, all. No. <laughs> Very weird. God, and also, Star Trek's good. I really need to rewatch that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, they're doing, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. Also the house has been rebuilt, but whatever. Uh, yet again. 
<laughs> still in this goddamn house. I mean, I guess if everything worked out in the end, why not rebuild the house? Sure, sure, if sure. You, if you've got the money. Yeah, and clearly they do somehow. Yeah. yeah. There's this time copper pays exceptionally well. Yeah. Because what does she do for a living? Make birdhouses? <laughs> That's all we know. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not important. She's, yeah. she's just there to, to be dead or not be to dead. To be the wife, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, and then the credits roll, and that's that's the end of Time Cop. Yeah. It's a good time. It, it is a good time, yeah. I enjoy, I, I'm glad I picked this. I'm glad we switched from my original choice, which would have been a lot more confusing. Yeah, thanks for doing that. I, yeah. I didn't watch it. I don't know what it is, but thank for... No, thank I watched you. it. I was like, eh, it's okay, but I don't think... If you ever really want to see many, many gratuitous shots of Bruce Willis's ass, then I would recommend watching it. Otherwise, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. So just man ass. That's the theme for this week. Seems is it? To, I didn't mean to go from one to the other, but yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of naked Bruce Willis ass in that film. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Great. All right. Drinking games? Yes. And this is a good one for drinking games, I think. Um, Dr- do you want to go first? Drink when he jumps. Drink. Yeah, I definitely had drink for... Well, I drink for high kicks and I also had a separate drink for emergency splits. Yeah, I had that too. There's <laughs> a lot of emergency splits. The best one, I mean, the best one is probably when he jumps onto his uh, kitchen counter just because it comes out yeah. of nowhere and it's so such a bizarre moment. <laughs> but I did... I The one where he time jumps in front of a car, a big lorry yep. and just splits underneath it that mm-hmm. really tickled me it really made yep. me laugh yeah. yep <laughs> no, i love that one too i've also got drink whenever somebody shoots at him yes um i, I was gonna say whenever somebody shoots at him and misses but same thing same thing yeah he never gets hit so. you get shot so often at mm-hmm. such close range yeah and he never gets ne- never well gets he does braced. get hit in the he gets hit in the chest those couple of times but the bullet ah yeah but, best yeah. So, yeah but other than that yes he's a he's a dancer you know he just yeah. dances away out of it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd drink for gratuitous nudity. <laughs> feels porny in places. Like, it really does. So there's the sex scene with his wife. Yeah. And there's also a scene with a guy who I really thought was Matthew Lillard again, but it turns out it's not. Yeah, and no, I got that too. Yeah. Where it's, it, there's a guy in the time coppery department who I guess runs the machinery. Mm. It's a random. It's again, it's a hard cut from like a random boring conversation to yep. just fully naked, full frontal naked lady just mm-hmm. like doing beckoning, you know, come here for mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it turns out that this guy who runs the machinery is just watching VR porn yeah. in the office. So I like how, uh, so in this, he's just like this weird nerd who's just into porn and he doesn't keep himself very neat or anything sure. like that. And then like uh, Van Damme goes and time travels and then he comes back and the time agency is much slicker and everything. And this guy now, he's like a high class German. Yeah. <laughs> With like well-kept straight hair, but it's the same guy. Yeah. I don't know if uh, that was a fun detail. Yeah, it was good. But I was just like, when he gets caught with the VR porn, and is the boss goes, how many times do I have to tell you, Larry? Like, <laughs> how often is, is this guy just like wanking in, in the office? Like, it seems like a sackable offense. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, I don't know. Drink for smooth jazz. Smooth jazz? Oh, you mean like the sex soundtrack yeah. noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that that saxophone. That, that, that really tickled me. That, that, mm-hmm. that soft 90s saxophone. I yep. loved it. Uh, okay, drink for clunky expositional dialogue. Oh, yeah, big time. This, yeah. this is a big one for like everything stopping just so characters can just explain stuff. Or Yeah, on a similar line, I've got drink whenever a time traveler doesn't understand the basics of what are go- what's going on. Yes, that's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it really does just do a hard stop. Right, now we're going to explain time travel or yeah. we're going to explain what exactly is going on with this president. Yeah. I liked how just at the very end before he flings young senator into the old senator and they become like the, the weird mm-hmm. CGI monster. He Even though we've heard it before, JCVD just says again, matter can't exist in the same place. Remember? Just, yeah. just, just in case you forgot. This is why this is happening. Like, yep. Really yep. tickled me. 
You two should be closer. Keep them away from me. Same matter can occupy same space. I'm still kicking. I must be on Broadway. Drink for mullets. Oh yeah. Drink every time that mullet. I think this is when the wife, when the wife meets old JCVD, and she's like asking him who he is, and then you know, and then he says, "I'm you. I'm, I'm me from ten years in the future." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Am I still alive?" I think that that should have been the giveaway. She should have been, when she saw that mullet. Yeah. She should have been like, "Oh, he's growing that." Clearly, I'm not in the picture anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have allowed this. I am dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, great, great. Um, I think it's the last one I've got. Uh, drink for bad special effect. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, it's not as bad as it could be for the time. No, it's I, not. You're right. I've seen much worse, you know. But, but when they're bad, they're real. When bad. they're bad, they're horrid. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Drink for half-hearted pun work. Oh yeah. Because again, like I said, JCVD, he just isn't a Schwarzenegger. Mm. The lines are there, but he just doesn't. He doesn't sell them. Mm-hmm. There's a bit, you know, when the guy who gets his arm frozen. Yeah. So when he gets his arm frozen. JCVD has a tagline where he says, I thought he just said, have a nice day. Cause he just kind of mumbles it. He just kind of goes, have a nice day. And then he like kicks him into the, and he dies. Did he say have an ice day? I think he did oh. because then he says to the Senator, I mean, the Senator turns up and he says, I should have said freeze. So I was like, so, so did, did you make a pun? But the way you delivered it made it sound like it wasn't a pun. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't think he's very good at it. Mm. All of his puns are just like, he's just like, it's like he's embarrassed to be saying them. It's just going like, to have a nice day. You, you really need to... Schwarzenegger commits to a pun. When you yeah. give him a good pun, he commits yeah. to it. Like, yeah. You know what we need to watch at some point soon? Mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. Yes, yes, yeah. Last time we watched that was on oh, your God, birthday. Oh, God, the dinosaurs. The Ice Age. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's... I, I, love, I, def, I will defend that film to the death. I think that film is a camp classic. You know? <laughs> uh, a couple more. Drink every time somebody climbs or jumps out of a window. Yes. It happens yep. very much. When he's in the hospital, when his partner gets uh, <laughs> killed and she calls for, the nurse calls for help and JCVD, of all the ways to escape from a hospital, he just like runs to the nearest window and just goes, boom! I feel like he doesn't know what's outside the window. Like no. luckily there's there's some bit of the building that he can grab onto. Yeah. But I feel like he didn't know that was there. Also, not a cut on him. Not no, on him. <laughs> never. <laughs> Actually, this isn't one of my drinking years, but one thing that I wish they'd done more of the, this film is what is how if you hurt somebody's younger self, it happens to the old self. Because mm. I did think it was really cool. There's just one scene where it happens where mm. JCVD punches young senator, no, kicks young senator in the face. Yeah. And old senator gets a scar. Yeah. Like it appears out of nowhere. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Never happens again. No. It never happens again. Yeah, it's a shame. shame. Yeah. It's, mm. it's a cool little thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know, you're rarely looking at a future version of someone. No, but I thought that was how he'd die. I thought like they'd do something more interesting with a young Senate rather than just like mm-hmm. turn them into this like CGI goop thing. Yeah. I thought they'd like, I don't know. Yeah. Like set young Senator on fire and old Senator mm-hmm. be like, ah, the pain yeah. or something. I don't know. I liked it when I did that in Looper. Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When they're exactly. like, like carve messages into some exactly, younger version yeah. of self. Like, yeah. yeah, it was grim, but it was great. It was really well Yeah, done. this film wouldn't have, wouldn't have been great. It would have been more fun because it's campier, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my last drinking game, it's an obvious one. Drink every time there's a plot hole or a bizarre leap of logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drink every time you're just like, huh? <laughs> Something in that vein. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, listeners, if you, want any, if you want any more drinking games, then you can go to patreon.com slash set. Subscribe to us for as much or as little as you want. You don't just get more drinking games. You can get more listen submissions. You can get more sequel ideas, all with the extended versions of this main episode. You also get some bonus episodes. 
called Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where we review recent releases. We're about to go to the cinema in oh, about half an hour or so, so we need to hurry this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going to go see the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard or whatever. Must it rush because it's such a high quality film. Yeah, it'll be a we, we enjoyed that. I'm last sure one. it'll be a good time. I know this one's had bad reviews because it's just I think they just say like, oh, it's just your basic action movie. So was the last one. Yeah, I, I'm go. I'll go with an open mind. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll enjoy myself. And also, if you become Patreon, you can have a 30-second advert slot right here on the main show. Talk about whatever you want, your own podcast, your own business, whatever you want to chat about. Mm-hmm. All that, patreon.com slash beyond the box app. Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%. Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. And now, sequels. Would you like to go first? Sure. So I've got... uh... I've got some. Mm-hmm. One of them is very short. No, sorry. One of them is medium size, and the rest okay. are very short because okay. they are puns. Oh, okay, great. I mean, it's a it's an action film. Yeah, could have used more puns. So yeah. bring, bring it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Um, I've only got five of those though, so you'll be. Oh, thank God! Not, not, not like twenty-seven. Not, not an editing nightmare. Okay, good. Um, there's surprisingly not many words that rhyme with cop. No, <laughs> there's a few, sure, sure but yeah. like there's not loads. I was expecting hundreds, but no. Um, so time mop. got me so much i'm sorry listeners john's as red as a tomato when he <laughs> actively cried there's multiple tears out of each eye i'm sorry i just got this mental image of like a high kicking mop and it just really tickled me <laughs> <laughs> and like a police outfit with like a little stick on like mullet <laughs> <laughs> oh time mop i love it have you got a story for that or is that just it <laughs> no i've not got a story okay well time mop i love it okay <laughs> um Time mop uh, might come in handy after you have a little time plop. A time plop, okay. So yeah. it's a little time traveling poo. Yeah. Not as funny. It's too, uh, yeah, <laughs> not as funny. It's, it's, it's a little bit too toilet humor, literally. I, yeah. I, I didn't realize, but I, I think I've opened with my strongest <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, you, you are pressed to, to top that, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a, a time strop. Time strop, is that like... Someone having a, a, a tantrum, yeah. I'm imagining uh, it's a sequel to The Incredibles, uh-huh. um, where they have like another kid or whatever who can travel in time, but whenever they have a strop, 
You have a time stream. Oh, so they have like a little girl and hits, maybe she hits like a terrible twos and it's incredibly yeah. dangerous. Oh, okay. It's, it's dangerous for the whole world. So yeah, yeah it, could like the, it could be like, yeah, the Incredibles have a daughter and her power is time travel. Mm-hmm. And when she hits the terrible twos, she's just bouncing all over the timeline, causing all kinds of chaos. Yeah. Time strop. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's also time shop. Time shop. Okay. Where you can buy time, I guess. So, oh, like, so. yeah, maybe... It could be like uh, being John Malkovich kind of thing, where some oh, yeah. people set up a portal, like a time travel business. And mm-hmm. it's obviously illegal because it's incredibly dangerous for history. Mm-hmm. But they're secretly charging people to just go to any time zone they want. And yeah, maybe Jean-Claude Van Damme's job is to find this time shop and shut it down before mm-hmm. any, any more damage is caused. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like that too, yeah. And last one I got, time swap. Time swap. People can swap times. So, you, oh, it could be like a pen pal system or something. Yeah, like maybe some, some, for, some, foreign exchange, but with time rather than places. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, I I, I, I live in the twenties, but uh, you you live in a different time, and we're gonna swap. You, and... you, yeah, you'd swap with someone who lives in the twenties. You go and live in the twenties for a week. Yeah. They'd come and live your life for a week. Yeah. And madness would ensue. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Be fun, yeah. Exactly. It could be could be really good. Yeah. That 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 sounds like the next logical step for those terrible princess switch movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they're going to go at some point. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see what the next princess oh, switch sure. is going to be. Yeah. Same. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Time swap. I think I, I, I'd really, I'd watch time swap. What, I what, too, what, yeah. Whatever that would be like literally to see two characters yeah. and, like having a pen pal thing and then having a, a foreign exchange yeah. and uh, yeah, going backwards and forwards like that could be really interesting. If you could do a time swap. Especially if you did it with a diverse cast, like, oh, what's it like to live as a black person? A black- I, I, I don't think many people would take that, to be honest. Well, like... Who would want to go and live as a black person in the other age way, of slavery? Uh, other way around. Oh yeah, sure. Like, they, they, they'd love it, <laughs> but like, I wouldn't, I don't think a lot of people would, would take take that. Like. <laughs> If written well, that could be a really no. It'd be a great film. I'm just saying. I don't think that's a business. Hey, come and be a come and be a slave in 1920s America. Again, that's why it would be the other way around. Yeah, like do a little time swap. Take 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 a black person from back in the past. Bring them to the future, and but a white somebody person goes to... to the past. Yeah, no, I get it, and it's a good idea. I just I was just like, yeah, I don't know what the business case for that is, but sure, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, I like that. If you had to do a time, or if you could do a time swap, yeah, where, 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 what time period would you go back to? Hmm. Swap with. Okay, I'll go back to I think the Victorian age. Okay, because but still like in Britain. Yeah, uh, because it would be recognisable enough in this mm-hmm. country, but it'd be really interesting. Yeah, I mean it might also be horrible. Probably yeah. would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know there'd be a lot of like buildings and stuff that I'd be able to recognise. I'd be able to go back to my parents' house and see what it looked like 150 years ago or whatever. Sure, yeah, or whatever, sure. or whatever Queen Victoria was about. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I reckon that's probably what I'd do. I don't think I'd go back any time before penicillin. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to risk it. I don't want to get tuberculosis. Fair enough. Uh, I'd go back to the eighties, but like to be an adult in the eighties rather than like a baby in the eighties. So yeah. I'd like really experience like that amazing like queer eighties pop yeah. culture. That'd be amazing. So nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, that sounds good. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, not gonna lie. You peaked with time mop. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think that was going to be the peak. That's why I went first. <laughs> I don't know why that really got to me, but it really did. I've never seen you laugh like that no, before. It's been a while, yeah. Uh, great. Okay. <laughs> I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad that worked. Um, I do want to have an idea that I've actually written out. Okay. But I couldn't think of a title for it. Okay. So, um, yeah, time mop will not work for it. Okay. So this one, it's... 
I guess it's a, it, it can be a sequel, it can also be a remake, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes back in time to the 70s. Okay, he's, cool. He's going to stop some guy investing in Apple. Okay. So. Oh, okay. So are we... G- 70s JCVD. Is this in 2000? Is this modern JCVD or is it like? Yeah, two- yeah. Let's 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 take it modern. So he's 20 years old or something. Well, really? He's 60 now. The act, the actor, the actual JCVD is now 60. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, I mean, he can probably still appear in a film like this. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not trying to not, write. Him. I'm just trying to think. Not, like, not sure he can do the splits on the kitchen, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of like the costumes because I would love the idea of John Claude Van Damme because obviously in this he's like full mullet. Mm. Take him back to the seventies, put him in like a John Travolta, you know, a white suit, oh, yeah. a, you know, disco <clears throat> strutter, giant you know. collar, giant, yeah, 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 that could be, that could be something, yeah, yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, he goes back to the seventies. Some guy is investing in Apple, mm-hmm. and he needs to stop that guy. Sure. Um, I've written this very quickly. Um, he shoots the guy dead. So why does he want them to stop to stop them from investing in Apple? Has is Apple it, become evil? Or? No, no, no. Just it's a, it's a really good oh, thing a, to invest in. Oh, a criminal has tried to invest in Apple from the future and he has to chase him down and stop him from investing. Yeah. Okay, I that's see. that's his job, isn't it? I see. Okay, right. I get it. So he's not trying to stop Apple from existing. No, no, He's no. just stopping a future criminal from manip- embezzling Apple. Yes. Okay, I get you. I get you. Okay. Yeah, basically. Um, he, yeah, he shoots this guy dead, which inadvertently stops a lot of people investing in Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I see. Because someone died on their premises. <laughs> it, yes, or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. some some reason like it like it does dirty Apple's relationship, right, and sure. nobody wants to invest in Apple anymore, which means that Apple doesn't actually do as well anymore. Oh no! And so instead, maybe these people they invest their company. In, sorry, instead these people they invest their money in a robotics company instead. Like they're just all about investing in tech or whatever. Okay. Thinking, like oh, so it inadvertently the causes a future like iRobot style where robots rule the world. Well, now you're onto it. Okay. So when Van Damme goes back to the future, there are no more time cops. Okay. So he's the only one. Maybe he arrives and there's not even a time machine anymore. He just arrives in a wormhole. But in fact, there are no cops at all. There are only Robocops. Oh, I see. Oh, we're bringing Stallone in. No. Wrong franchise. Is Stallone not in Robocop? Uh, no, you're thinking Judge Dredd. Oh, sorry. I always get those two mixed up. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Robocop. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I say Robocop, that's where I kind of wanted to go with this, but it turns way more into Terminator. Okay. Um, so Van Damme being the only person not to have this form of police like gradually ease their way in. So like in this world, it's been, hey, we're going to introduce a new kind of police officer and we'll introduce one and we'll see how we go. And it's the you know, it's the Robocop. Yeah. And then like, okay, that worked really well. So we're going to in- gradually introduce them and, and lots of sort of propaganda about it, like promoting no. it. And so everybody just kind of gets on board and, you know, the marketing gets in people's heads and like, hey, this is good. This is great. But then when somebody like Van Damme comes in and is like, hey, I've never seen this before. And now suddenly the whole world is run by robots. Mm-hmm. This is bad. Yeah. I can see that this is because I've not had the 20 years of marketing. Sure. Yeah. This is bad. And so he sees them for what they are. Brutal murder machines with no humanity. Right. Okay. And he quickly also finds that these Robocops have become self-aware mm. and are taking control. I mean, I know this doesn't actually line up with the plot of Robocop. I've never well. seen Robocop. It's fine. Yeah. You're not missing much. No. Yeah, and they're on the cusp of inventing a Terminator-style time machine. Oh, dear. And so... So it's always it's the rise of the machines. Essentially, yes. Okay. Yeah. So is the, is the are, idea... Are you aware that that was a Terminator title? Yes, I know it was a Terminator title. Right. I'm, just, I'm mixing all the, all the <laughs> franchise names now. So I guess what you're saying is he needs to go back in time again and make sure Apple mm-hmm. fixes... Um, Apple becomes the dominant after all to avoid this future from happening. Yeah. Okay. So Van Damme, uh, in the style of Terminator, he gets quickly undressed 
Um, though at this point, there's actually nothing to indicate that uh, inorganic matter can't time travel. Yeah. So he gets in a time machine, fully naked, and sends himself back at the last minute, just before the robots come in to try and stop him. Okay. He's back in the 70s. Okay. Minutes before his younger self was going to stop that guy investing in Apple, he stops himself and explains that, hey, you, younger me, or minutes younger me, if you stop that guy investing, the world is going to end. Is there also like a 17-year-old Van Damme wandering around this? Because presumably he would still have been alive in the 70s. Oh, I guess so, yeah. I mean, he could just be in Bel- back in Belgium. I don't know. Yeah, I've, yeah. Not, I've, not really, I've not really brought that into yeah, it, but yeah. Sure. So the two older Van Dams are just, yeah, he's trying to stop himself. From, yeah. yeah. So between them, they come to the conclusion that this guy's time crimes, again, like by investing in Apple, were just always meant to be. That's the best outcome. Right, sure. That's the, the, the best time. So it's like, yeah, it, it's like the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like if we stop this guy investing, the world's going to end. We, if we allow this guy to commit his crime, the world will live on and Apple will just become the biggest company in the world, mm-hmm. which that's it, where we live. It, yes, exactly. So yeah, they watch this guy invest in Apple and then time travel back. They follow him through the wormhole and uh, they start questioning this guy. And who is this guy? Well, actually, he's the guy who creates this time cop company as in the company that they work for oh, as time cops okay. he's so from the start of this movie that guy who comes in and makes that pitch to the government or whatever oh okay it's that guy so he's a criminal and also the creator of the and so it basically turns out that they created the time cop company with the money they invested in apple so the time cop oh, company itself interesting. Is, is compromised is is based off a crime Wow, okay. It's based off a time crime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then they're a bit confu- uh, confused. Confused? I, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so then that's that's it. Okay, I like it. I like it a lot. It, I mean, I say I like it. It's no time mop, but uh, it's, a good, it's a good idea. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah, actually, I went down a very similar route of it being like, of, of there being like a initial crime that, mm. well, I'll get to it. But basically, yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a really good idea. And, uh, yeah, I like the idea that you can use the modern JC and bring him into it as an older man and like mm-hmm. bring in all his regrets and stuff and mm. yeah and, and bring in the origin of apple which i know you're very fond of crowbarring <laughs> in from here and in so yeah very good i like I it i just wanted to pick something and it would be a, a well-known sound investment sure 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 and if you could go back to the 70s and invest in apple you'd be a billionaire now so. yeah absolutely so you didn't have a title for that did you no uh, like saturday night i want to do like i want to do like a saturday night fever thing or like a 70s thing like saturday night I really couldn't think of anything. Time cop to an apple a day. An apple a day. An apple a day. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my sequel, mine is called Time Cop to the Time Bandit. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's also a film called Time Bandit. So this is nothing to do with that film, but yeah. it's just uh, just just put that in there. So I kind of really was intrigued. I think I mentioned it before on this episode. I was really intrigued by that house. Mm. It's that giant palatial mansion they live in, mm-hmm. and how on earth. A police off, a low-ranking police officer, and a woman who makes bird boxes for a living could possibly afford that house. Mm-hmm. So that really set me thinking uh, about how that might happen. So that got me thinking that maybe it turns out that Jean, like kind of similar to yours, Jean Claude Van Damme himself actually went into the time coppery industry mm-hmm. to cover his own tracks as a time bandit, as a time criminal. Sure. So we're going to flash back to before the events of the original film to a young JCVD. He's like in his early twenties, and actually, it turns out that JCVD has young has three children, uh, and he has sons who are also actors now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they're in, but they act, you know. <laughs> so they could like play the young him, mm-hmm. that, yeah. and that could be like a good team up. So yeah. yeah, we're gonna have like one of his sons playing the very young, early twenties John Claude Van Damme. Yeah. 
so it's going to be set like in the probably like the early 80s or something and he's just arrived like he's fresh off the boat from belgium he's just landed in, in america for a, a new start in his life he's a young young man with hopes and dreams mm-hmm. he lands in america from belgium with no money no prospects just the clothes on his back a thick belgian accent and a black belt in martial arts okay so that's what he's got yeah and so in order to kind of make his living because he's got no connections and no money he starts just working odd jobs in like security because you know, obviously clearly he's sure. you know, he's a big guy. He's, yeah. you know, that's what he's suited for. And he ends up doing like, you know, bouncer work in nightclubs and stuff. Mm. And one night he's working the doors on some very fancy nightclub in New York. And he meets a beautiful young woman named Melissa, which is apparently what the name of uh, his wife was in the film. Sure. I don't think they ever say it. But uh, yeah, she's Melissa. <clears throat> and he falls madly in love with her. Like love at first sight, classic. Mm. And she likes him too. They get together. But it turns out she's from a very wealthy family because this is like a very posh nightclub and she's from a super rich family. Yeah. And of course, her parents do not approve of her marrying some penniless immigrant. You know, mm. that's not what they see for her at all. But she she herself, she she claims she doesn't care. She, like, she doesn't care what her family thinks. She says she truly loves him and they, they run away together. They elope, they get married. Mm-hmm. But he still feels this really intense pressure just for himself, not from her, to give her the life that she's been used to. Like, you know, she's used to coming from money. She's used to having, you know, expensive things in a big house and stuff and he yeah. wants to give her that and he's afraid if he doesn't give that to her then she'll leave him so it puts a lot of pressure on him and so to make some more money he takes a job in the police force he becomes a police officer just a regular one mm-hmm. uh, and one day he's doing a sting operation on a local gang and it turns out this gang he doesn't know it at the time but only when he does the sting this gang that he stops is actually a gang that's it's a time travel gang mm-hmm. that they're using time travel technology to steal and embezzle money like like the original film sets up these criminals are doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes to stop this gang and maybe there's like a shootout and he's the only one who survives. Like, you know, his, his partner gets killed, all the criminals get killed. You know? Yeah. He's the last one standing and it means that he's left with the time travel technology. Got it. He, he discovers it and he realizes what it is mm-hmm. and he decides rather than turn it into the government and say what it is, he keeps it for himself. Ooh. And then he starts traveling a time to commit crime, yeah. to make money, to keep his wife in, the, in in all the things that she wants so he can fund her for... So he can buy her this giant house, this enormous house. <laughs> yeah. So he starts off doing like really victimless stuff. Like, yeah, he just plays the stock exchange. He gambles. He does mm. the lottery, you know, just, just stuff that doesn't hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal, really. Uh, but as as his expenses mount, you know, as he buys this giant house and things get more and more expensive, mm-hmm. things start to spiral and he starts to, you know, he starts to have to commit more and more dangerous crimes and take more and more risks just to stay on top of all his spiraling expenses his wife knows nothing about this of course she's completely blind to it for a long time nobody suspects him and he gets away with it and actually he's also still doing his day job as a police officer yeah and because of his incredibly good record and his wide range of you know martial arts talents and other talents and skills he's actually recommended for a top secret program which is of course the time cop program yeah so he gets a recommendation to be promoted to be this new to join this new agency the time cops and he knows that he can't turn it down without arousing suspicion because it's such a great job. It's mm-hmm. a great opportunity. So he does actually enroll in the time cop company. And that's when we meet up with the events of the actual film, where obviously we see him in the mall a few days before he was supposed to join this new job. Uh, and of course, just as everything happened in the movie happens here, his, his wife is murdered, his house explodes, all that stuff mm-hmm. happens. And after his wife, so then we're going to get to the midpoint between 1994 and 2004 that the movie skips over yeah. you know, the, the 10 years while his wife is dead where he grows his mullet mm-hmm. so once his wife dies he's overcome with guilt and because he feels so guilty and he feels so devastated he resolves to quit his life of crime no more time crime he's going to devote himself in her memory to just being a really good time cop yeah 
And he spends the next decade trying to be the best time cop he can be. And that's why he travels all through time, bringing criminals in. And he's put his old, he's put his old criminal life completely behind him. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to the present day, 2021. And a now 60-year-old JCVD, present mm-hmm. day, is preparing for his retirement. He's had 30 good years on the force. He's still yeah. married to his, his beautiful wife. And, you know, he's yeah. got children and, or, or a son, whatever. And he's had a good life and he's happy. He's about, about ready to retire. But just before his retirement party, his crimes catch up with him. Mm. Because it turns out that because of all the time crimes that have happened in the original movie and probably since, it's even more of a serious crime now than it was at the time. So people really go back and investigate like historical crimes. And mm-hmm. and it turns out that without his knowledge, a team of younger investigators on his, on his own department have been investigating him. Like they picked up a lead that he right. might have been involved in some stuff when yeah. he was younger. And now they've finally found the evidence. And so now they, just before his party, they come up and they try to arrest him for historic time crimes. Mm -hmm. And he's been clean for 30 30 odd years. He's not done a single crime in 30 years. Mm -hmm. But even though he tries to explain and he apologizes, they won't listen to him. They're like, you committed those crimes. The law's the law. You go into jail. So there's nothing he can do except beat them all up. Mm -hmm. Just high high kick them all in the face. Do some splits. Do some... I like the idea that he's still got it at 60. Like, just I want to see, like, 60 or Jesus just still bust all those moves. Yeah. So he beats up all of the people trying to arrest him and escapes back into the past, like, jumps into a time machine, jumps back. He realizes his only chance to save his future is to go back to his past. Mm-hmm. That can be, like, the tagline. Yeah. Uh, so he jumps back, back to the past. The only, the, no, the only way to save his future is to go back to the past. Back but, to the past. Back to the, yeah, that's the strap line, I think. Yeah. So he goes back to the early 90s again to convince his younger self not to start the life of crime in the first place. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to before the original film, before any crimes have happened, to try and convince young JCVD mm-hmm. not to become a criminal because it's, it's, it's going to catch up with you. Yeah. And just, you know, just just instead just live a normal life and trust your wife and just buy a smaller goddamn house. Basically, <laughs> that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, so he tries that, he tries that, but it gets very convoluted because he, he's got to create the perfect timeline for all this. And what he finds out is that if he stops himself from becoming a time cop, which mm-hmm. is essentially what happens, then there's nobody around to stop the evil Senator. Yeah. And if he doesn't stop the evil Senator, then the evil Senator is going to become the evil president and the world's going to be fucked. Mm-hmm. So him and his younger self have to jump around all these different time zones of the nineties to try and figure out a way to create a timeline in which the evil Senator still stays dead. JCVD stays out of trouble and his marriage survives. Mm-hmm. So it's, and he, no matter how much he does it, every time he bounces to a new time zone and tries to create a new timeline, it's the butterfly effect. Something else goes wrong. Yeah. Makes and sense. eventually it ends up with like, there's like a dozen versions of JCVD just running around the future in the past, <laughs> all the timelines, making things worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And eventually he realizes that he's still making the same mistakes now as he did 30 years ago. He's yeah. trying to use time travel to get himself out of trouble instead yeah. of just owning up to what he's done. So now he realizes the 60 year old JCVD he realizes that all he can do is just confess and serve his time. He's like, you know what? I'm 60. I've had a really good life. He goes to his wife. He tells her that everything he did was work. He confesses to her. He's like, this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to jail now, but we've had 30 beautiful years. I don't regret a single day of it. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. And he hands himself in and goes to jail and, and the credits roll. And it's like, he learns his lesson. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. It's time, time cop two, time bandits. Nice. Because he is the time bandit. I could swear they've done that on Star Trek. It probably I probably pulled it from some recess of my mind. Yeah. Mm. Not not none of our sequels are completely original. They're all from some <laughs> yeah. vague memory of something I've seen in the past. Isn't everything? Exactly, yeah. There's no new ideas. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, that was Time Bandits. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
Right, what? should we move on to listener submissions then? Yeah, what have they got? Cool, I've got a handful this week. Not that many, actually, but uh, I thought there'd be more for this film, but whatever. Uh, Dennis Fanning said, Time Cop 2, Yesterday's Future Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Sounds suitably convoluted. Chris Allen said, Time Cop 7, the sequels of the prequels. <laughs> I guess that kind of fits with what we did. But yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea of there being like seven of them. Ryan Klima said, Time Cop, ACABBC with JCVD. I think he just likes all of the, <laughs> loves all those acronyms. Yeah. Derek Genova said, Time Cop dollar sign. Cash in sequels. Nice. Dollar count, dollar yep. sign. Over on Twitter, at Next to the Isle said, Times Cop, in which JCVD goes back in time to help his younger self learn his times tables at school. So he goes back to like <laughs> eight-year-old JCVD, like a little eight-year-old martial arts superstar. Why? I, I guess just Times Cop. Yeah, I, I, think the, I think the title informed the plot there. Mm. So that's that one. If you could go back in time and teach your younger self something, mm-hmm. what would it be? How to dress. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, just, just things not to do more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Just, just cautionary tales from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and finally, only, the unequal sequel at unequal sequel said, as long as he keeps the mullets, I'll be happy. Yep. So I do that's like the fair. idea of like modern day 21st century, 60 year old JCVD, full mullet, maybe even bigger. An even bigger bullet. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, in all of which you can also leave a five-star review if you wish. You can also support us on Patreon for as much or as little as you think we're worth. And you can access all the bonus features we mentioned earlier in the show if you do that. You can find all the links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. And next week, Harry, it's back to you. Mm-hmm. Have you got anything for me? Yeah, I've got I've got a film that you're either going to love or you're going to hate. Okay. I'm sorry, but I don't know. Uh, if, you, if, if, if you're going to hate it, I think you're still going to want to do it anyway. Okay, I'm intrigued. I'm not sure. Uh... Going back to the 80s. Okay, always a, always a good time, yeah. 84 or 5, I think oh, it interesting. is. Interesting. Okay. Starring, I think, two actors that we've never actually touched on. Oh, is this like a double act? Uh, no, um, I, I don't think so. Yes, we've got John Lithgow. Oh, okay. Have we done a John Lithgow film before? Not as the lead. I don't know if he's popped up in something, maybe. He's not the lead in this, I don't believe. The lead, everybody is six degrees away from him. Kevin Bacon? Are we doing Footloose? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've never seen it. Have you not? No, those dance, like Footloose, Dirty Dancing, mm. Fame, Flashdance, I've just not seen them. Yeah. I'm just, they've, they've never really been my bag, but having not seen them, maybe they will be. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on board for, for Footloose. Okay, sure. Okay, great. So sure. maybe we could do a little dancing season. We could do them all. Yeah. Some, some, some of those that you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Footloose, that's going to be next week. I don't know if this is going to be a film that you're going to absolutely love or if it's just going to be horrible. I um, think it'll be a good time either way. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what I'm hoping. I'm on board with this. Yeah, it's a good choice. We'll see. Yeah, so we'll see. Anyway, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Yep, join and us next week for Footloose. Yeah, see you, see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.